0: So I wanted to start this episode off by saying we are no longer the nameless podcast. No longer. The reason is because when we first started this podcast, the first episode,
1: we literally had no name ready. We had no fucking name. We had no idea what we were doing at that point. We probably didn't even know what we were doing up until the last episode, and we turned <laughs> to each other, and we went, you know what? We should probably finally come up with a name for this shit, because multiple other people have their shit listed under this name, so it's like, I don't know how many people can go by the Nameless Podcast, but it can't
2: be us now. We yeah, need a business card. It needs to look good. We're not Nameless podcast." <laughs>
0: so yeah so welcome everybody happy sunday if you're not going to church please spend it with us nothing added to that one okay
1: i mean what the (laughs) fuck else are they doing this better i know they're not cleaning their houses please do but i know you're probably not
0: oh nasty probably Uh, so welcome everybody to the nameless podcast to the front of me i have amanda to the left of me i have my best friends in the whole wide world jesse and amanda i love you guys and today Today of all days, yeah. on the
1: Raps and Raps podcast,
0: the first ever episode of the Raps and Raps podcast. Yeah, we have a special guest today. Uh huh. <laughs> he goes by Antonio Banderas. He wanna be. <laughs> he goes by Spicy, Jay. Spicy he J. He goes
2: <laughs> by the Black Jon Snow. <laughs>
0: But all jokes aside, it's our good friend, Dookie J, man. How are you doing today, bro? Good, man. How you living? Oh, you know, bro. We've been doing this for like three hours now, but we in here. I feel we it. out here. I feel it. Um, So I didn't know what you guys really want to start off with this week. I know a lot, not a lot has going on that we really care to talk about, but a lot has going on. So we picked a few things out that we're going to talk about today. Um.
1: Did you want to start off on just kind of shooting the shit our little topic of the week? Yeah, man,
0: whatever. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So let's do uh who what artist cuz I'm not going to I'm not going to put this in a box of a rapper. But what artist really made you guys fall in love with music?
2: You got to think past like maybe even listening to your parents' music when you were really young. Sometimes you you past yeah, cause that I'm, point. I'm, I'm
0: not going to lie. I still think sometimes I'm like, I'm your puppet. Dun, oh, dun, yeah. dun, dun. I still oh, think about has, that shit, bro. Yeah. yeah. The Temptations. Just if my imagination. If we're imaginary.
3: going that far back, I'm talking, I'm talking maybe Ralphie Pagan. <laughs> Damn, who is that? Oh, you don't even know about Ralphie? No. Oh,
1: fuck. You don't know about <laughs> Ralphie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh, about I mean, Ralphie. That's
3: that fresh Latin soul. Yeah? yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like my dad was
1: just a total white punk stoner because I'm like, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper?
0: Uh, What? You don't mean Alice in Chains? Uh. No, no, I'm dead. No, thank you.
1: Fuck you. No, but I think if we're being serious, besides our parents' music, when we're talking about ourselves, maybe just age bracket is also important to look at because when I was a young kid, I mean five, six years old, that's when I discovered Usher, and that was a game changer for me. So that was the first
0: artist you were drawn to? Yeah. Not something that was played for you?
1: Dude, that was the first album I ever bought off of eBay, on fucking like oh my it was fucking it was two different usher albums like i couldn't picture anything better to spend my money on than to ask my mom to let me use her ebay account as i handed her some of my cash money from some random chores i probably did and i'm like please please and so yeah so that was but that was a young age as i got older and I think sort of develop my own music taste away from my brothers, away from my parents. You know, I was super into alternative music as a young kid. So for me, I was into things like the devil wears Prada. I was into things like a day to remember things that I still listen to now is like my throwback jams that are more alternative. I wouldn't even call them metal, but definitely more alternative music. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, for me, like rap wise, which I think is where I'm more predominantly at now in my life, it for me the transition from alternative into rap was actually really facilitated by more like alternative rappers that were underground I guess you could say it was people like Hobson and people like Swizz who had different sounds and stuff that I was really into that I was like oh this is different I like this this is almost like angry
0: would you say that's around the same time uh, Tyler Creator came out and whatnot
1: yeah like and, you on know VCR funny enough, and everything I was about French. to mention Tyler Creator because it was my sophomore year that I discovered um, Goblin. And okay. I just was infatuated with him. Like, I, it wasn't like, oh, I'm so in love with him. It was like, wow, I'm finally relating to an artist. Whereas, you know, my brothers had always listened to rap. I had never really found anything that was my niche thus far. And I really had in artists like Hobson in artists like Tyler, the creator and whatnot.
3: I feel like uh, it's kind of in a in a way it's kind of like, okay, so you said you grew up with kind of like the old school rap and hearing like Tyler Hobson, it's kind of like a new wave in a way. And it's something new and it's more refreshing and it sounds like uh, something you can get on board with instead of like, oh yeah, it's already like played out and everyone already knows it. It's, you know. So she was, was right. like a backpacker. Yeah, you weren't like just getting on board because everyone loves it. you weren't. It wasn't a bandwagon. It was like, oh right. shit, this is the new shit and I fucking dig it hell yeah, like I'm I'm down with this,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So what, Jesse, did you want to? I'm sorry, did you have more No,
1: no, I was about to ask you actually, MC, what kind of artist for you as a matter of fact was your, because you mentioned, you know, listening to the Temptations, which was old school jams. Yeah. But what about for your developing music taste?
0: So I was probably in sixth grade and it was around the time LimeWire came around. So my friend Clifton had gave given me a a mix CD. Remember when mix CDs were the thing? Like, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah remember those?
1: Bro, I still have them in my car. <laughs> oh, no.
0: So fucking, uh, I was listening to it, and it had, like, Black Eyed Peas, Where's the Love. It had, uh, I know you guys probably don't know, but it had a Trap Squad song called Trap Squad. It had uh, the Laffy Taffy version, but the girl version on it. And it had Dim uh, Boys. What? The girl and Dim Boys, yeah, yeah, the Chico Stick.
3: Oh, you want that? Yo, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So, uh,
0: but um Dem Boys was on there and it was Dem Boys in the Hood with P Diddy and it had Jody Breeze uh Young Jeezy and for some reason I can't remember who else was in Dem Boys at the time cuz they were a very short-lived group. But Dem Boys was really like the first like oh damn Blocky and T. Like that shit that shit was dope like the little melody was going the fucking everything was happening when I hear Jody Breeze's uh voice hit the track I was like damn. And I think that's that's the song that really made me fall in love with rap. But not only that, but that introduced me like Genuine, like I started getting into other people's music because at that time I'd only heard like what my mom and dad was playing. Since
1: like you mentioned, mentioned Genuine, I kind of want to bring it over to Jesse then because Jesse has a, a kind of forte in R&B. So I want to ask kind of what artists made you fall in love with music in that
2: sense. Okay, so what's really funny about that actually is specifically being like around nine years old, seeing ludicrous videos on mtv and shit is actually oh, what made gonna me roll out dude you're t- yes yeah dude. it that was what was made wild. me stop listening to the uh <coughs> phil collins my dad would play in the car but uh and then fucking my older Yo, sister I love phil collins you you a liar you were playing I it the other day when we were driving i, just around. Said I love him oh i thought you said you didn't know no, him. no no i love you him. lying love but Phil um, collins 112 dude my older <gasps> sister had a 112 CD and that shit yes, <gasps> oh my god, peaches and cream? The fuck? Like you <laughs> still put that on as a playlist for women and have, mm-hmm. shit, yes. Makes them melt. Makes a lady melt.
0: Ooh. I hate you. Yeah, yeah that was directly directed
1: at you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I <laughs> can feel Jesse's
2: eyes in the side of my head while that was being
1: uh, said. How you doing, girl? What about for you? What about for you?
3: Okay. Yeah, so, Mr. Dookie ji am I I'm a, I'm going to take the it back Dukes. a little bit. I, and I, and I can't say necessarily it was rap first. Uh but you guys remember uh, Toonami Remember the Toonami like animated little Oh, thing? yeah. yeah. Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah Saturday yeah. night, fucking like midnight whatever would come on.
0: No, it came on in the it, afternoon, after school first.
3: I know, I'm talking about it midnight or whenever I was watching. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. If you were old enough it what? came on, uh, you know, before that. Yeah. Yeah. But you talking about I, Adult I, Swim then? Not Adult Swim, it was t- or maybe I don't know. Shit.
0: When it had the pool, remember the pool? Remember shit, the pool? Stop yeah, confusing them. Yeah. Stop okay, confusing them. They would,
3: they would play uh, like music videos. Or I remember they used to. And one of the first music videos I remember seeing was fucking Gorillas, nineteen to two thousand. You know that song? Fucking
0: Nah, uh, I never heard that one.
3: You've heard it. You've you heard, heard it. it. You've heard it. Okay. Will, I'll play it for you later. Okay. <laughs> but Ooh. I remember seeing that video and fucking getting hyped on. Like, oh, this is fucking weird. This is some trippy shit, and I like, I like the beat. And uh, I was living in Tennessee at the time, and I remember going through this borders because that was like the kicker spot. Whatever, man, don't trust me. <laughs> 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 don't trust me. <laughs> but it was the kicker spot, whatever, and we used to mob through and, and check out CDs and books and whatever. And I remember coming across the CD and rec- recognizing the – Was it the one with them on the Jeep? Yep. Okay. With the, yeah. with the Jeep because it was, it was like a – yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I remember recognizing it, seeing it, and uh just being like yo i fucking need that bought that shit and bumped it for at least two years until i moved back to cali and i fucking lost it when i when i moved
0: that had clint yeah. eastwood on it too yeah, yeah. Clint bro yeah, yeah okay so i'll go even back further because i remember watching uh mtv back in the day remember when they actually used to play music videos and yes. it wasn't all fucking reality right. tv yeah, yeah. and bullshit. I remember seeing the music Yo, video MTV for Glenn Eastwood in the rap verse that came on in there. That was That's, my first like introduction you know is, to rap. Right? That's a uh, uh Dale the Funky Homo yep. sapien. He doesn't get the credit he deserves either because he's written probably some of your favorite rap songs you've yep. ever heard in your yep. life. That's not a lie. I know you guys are kind of pondering right now, but that's what he is. He's a he's a writer.
1: No, no. I was about to say, literally looking into writing credits on things, hearing his name, it's like, oh, no, I know that name. Yeah. I know no, I no, no, no. Know you that know that
0: oh, yeah. name. And since we're talking about it, I know we didn't talk about this in pre-production, but St. John wrote Brown Eyed Girl on uh, Beyonce's album for Lion King.
1: I love that you're bringing that up, considering that we've kind of touched a little bit on Beyonce like in the last episode she had shut down the sorry the I Grand know. Canyon for her video shoot and I think it's really important to talk about interacting with newer artists and artists who necessarily aren't as well known because to be honest before you I had never heard of him I had never heard of yeah, St. John and it's like wild. It's one of those things where he doesn't have the popularity he deserves. So for someone of Beyonce's stature to be as high up as she is to turn around and be like, oh, that song, I like that song. It's it's going on the album. And not not only is it a phenomenal album, it's the album in conjunction with the movie Lion King. So You know, that in itself is already going to be huge for it.
0: and I like that you're talking about that because Donald Glover actually, I, th- I believe he's on Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, sorry. Right. He's on the album too and he wrote, I think he wrote a song on there too. So it's crazy for St. John and Childish Gambino to be in the same writing space.
1: I, to be honest, I I like you bringing up St. John's though simply because Donald
0: Glover?
1: Blue, Blue Ivy is also on that one. And so it is skyrocketing on twitter yeah because of blue ivy being featured in that one and they did the
0: duet at the beginning i know and it's so beautiful
1: like it's i mean if you haven't heard it already it is gorgeous so i love you bringing that up because i thought that was a beautiful song i had no idea that it had come from him yeah so to hear that and to know that it's one of the most acclaimed songs on the album is so phenomenal yeah Yeah, it's so cool and i I hope it does really dope shit for his career you know what i mean Actually,
0: I just saw a fucking video of him. He was at a smaller venue, I believe, in uh, United Kingdom. I want to say it was United Kingdom. He was overseas, at least. That's as much as I know about the video. But he was literally... Like, not too many people had showed up because he is a smaller... I would say a smaller artist. Not too many people know about him. Like, mid-tier.
1: I get that. Yeah.
0: So, fucking... He was out in the crowd with, like, 20 people fucking moshing with them as he's doing tracks. As he's fucking doing the song, he's out there. hold
3: on. So... St. John. Where is he from? Because I don't know shit.
0: St. John is from Brooklyn, but he grew up in Brooklyn yeah. and Guyana.
3: And he's already got a following in the UK? Yeah. Word. Oh, so you Right. Didn't, okay. And so, so you won't
1: even hear about him a lot here in the U.S., but even overseas, he already has buildings because yeah. where else was it? that we had just Russia. talked about in the last episode. It was his Dude. show in Russia, Russia. that sold so, out, and Russia. it was just him. Are
3: they translating his shit? Or, or? <laughs> okay,
0: right? so I, I want to go ahead and tell the story again since he hasn't heard it. Right. So the last episode, I talked about it. Um, He did Genius Lyrics uh, Breakdown. I don't know if, you, if you've if you ever seen those videos, but they get artists, and they okay, break yeah. down the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. So uh, St. John was on there, and before he started, he told a story of how uh, a promoter from Russia hit him up, and he was like, yo, we want you to be on the show. And he was like, yeah, cool, whatever like that's fine. And um he calls him back and he's like, "Yo, so who's el- who else is on the who else is on the uh lineup, I guess you'd say.
1: The roster, yeah. And they're
0: all you. Wow. And he's all, "What do you mean?" It's like, "In Russia, we promote you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 4500 tickets were sold to that Fuck. concert for just St. John
1: and don't get me wrong, while well, some people will look at that number and be like, "Oh, that's not that that big of a number. It's in fucking Russia." That's a it's huge number. It's in Russia. That's a for big them view. for them
0: to want him to come out there, he's not paying for anything. So he's making straight cash off of that.
3: I only know one motherfucker from Russia, and it's cuz I work with him. Yeah. Like that's true. I don't know shit from Russia, so how like how do you get your music right? out? Right, what kind of music
2: are y'all even into? And his brother is a bear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm definitely going to have to add him no. in this video
1: <laughs>
0: No, but
2: I think that's I, just, I
1: think that's so cool I think his career is coming amazing, to a really dude. nice Pinnacle point where he's doing so many good things He's going to have to take off at some point and You Big, know what I mean? Biggs
0: Burke is behind him right now I don't know if you guys know who Biggs Burke is But psh, fuck, it's, it's got to go somewhere at this point right. I can't wait to hear either I don't know if he's going to name it Collections 2 Or Ghetto Lenny Love Songs I don't know which one's going to be But either way, I'm here for it I just hope it comes out sooner or later
1: I feel that since since we're just kind of on the topic of artists doing things we're liking and and maybe some new music coming out from people soon. I kind of wanted to touch on Chance the Rapper adding his music onto all of the different streaming platforms because I thought that was so dope of him to do. We have no idea how much that cost him
0: into fucking went back into the book. Well, not even went back because he never went in, but it was on number five on the albums.
1: I know. And I think that's so crazy because. For someone who I mean, it's not that a lot of work has been put into promoting his music or anything of that sort. No, you know, he turned around, him. he dropped it on the streaming services, and for his fans to turn around and to have such a veracity in just being like, Yes, we support you, we're streaming it, we're buying it, we're doing this. I and for it, it to go about
0: coloring books. <laughs>
1: <I'm not laughs> of course lie. you did. <laughs> and for it to hit charts, I mean, I just I think that's so cool for the current climate and especially on streaming services. Cause again, we have no idea what it cost him. Yeah.
0: That's the big thing I want to talk to you guys about first was we're all well-versed in how much things cost at some point, because we all talk about, like we talk about the DJ Khaled, like, I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how much money he is making. Um,
3: Off of what? Off of his streams, or uh,
0: not? How much? Not not that. But we don't know how much money he's making being an independent artist. Okay. But we also don't know how much money he was making beforehand. Okay. And with that being said, now that it's being dropped on streaming platforms, now that's skyrocketing. It has to be. But I don't. Also, also, we don't know what a stream costs. So that's and a I, different conversation. Yeah, I, I want to get into that, but not, not yet. No, I'm good. No.
1: I think that's interesting, only because I. Someone had to have done the number crunching for him and had to have turned around and said, you know what? It is going to cost you. X amount of money to put it all on these different streaming services but you will turn around and you will make Y amount of money based on how much streams are costing but all of that is kept so under lock and key at the moment that it's very hard to tell number one what he was charged just in the first place but also what he's going to turn around and make off of that because Juice wasn't able to be streamed and there's even that little bit where he speaks about not being able
0: that's what I wanted to get into with the fact that what Acid Raps came out 2012? Yeah. I want to say 2012. So he now had to go back to those producers, back to those engineers, and get it cleared. And he had to get all those cleared. So I think that's what happened with Juice was the fact that maybe the producer didn't want to put it out. Maybe he wanted more money. But if now that we're on the topic, go stream that shit because we need to get that shit streamed because it goes to social work.
3: Yeah, it's fucking dope.
0: And for somebody to do something like that, a chance to rap a stature, we need that. We need that kind of help in the world for somebody to say, Hey, I couldn't get it out, but listen to this so I can put this music so so I can put this money to a good cause. And I really love that. And his album's coming out Friday, just so you guys know. Just so everybody all the listeners know, album will be out Friday. His first studio album will be out.
1: So has everything before been technically a mixtape then?
0: That is what is considered. Because I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just because it's not done by a label, but maybe because he wasn't paying for things to be cleared. Like okay. how we talked about uh, Juice World and his sample from uh, Sting. Right. So there might have been samples that the producers used so he couldn't say, hey, this is retail value. Just like uh, we're going to get into that later about Hobson's first album. Right. How we were talking about that, that might have been that might have been the reason he acclaimed it as a mixtape instead of it being an album.
1: Okay, okay. Dead moment. That's yeah. totally okay. Uh, okay, so no, we totally talked, really talked about Chance adding his music onto the streaming platforms. We're kind of talking about the streaming and money made. Segway, segway, segway.
0: If I want to add, if I'm gonna add anything about Chance the Rapper, just go stream his music, go buy it, go do whatever you do to feel comfortable about listening to your music because. Honestly, rappers that are independent like that, like Nipsey Hussle, like he deserves so much more before he passed and he was an independent artist. So let's not do that to chance. Stream it, buy it, give that man his money, give that man his flowers, give him what he deserves while he's here.
1: So something I want to talk about in you also talking about streaming and buying his music though and talking about how we don't know how much money is made (coughs) is also talking about how you know, from a consumer standpoint, it seems easier to stream music. Just recently in my business course, we were talking about students at a university. It was, you know, at least 10 years ago. It was in like 2003 to 2007-ish, I want to say, that these students, I think it was at Yale. Don't quote me on that. I would have to pull up my fucking news article for my writing assignment, you know. Um, But they had made a streaming platform, but it was illegally You know, it was an illegal streaming platform where you could essentially download files from other students in like the little student portal and it allowed you to like download music that they had files for and music labels and companies then turned around and they got sued. They got the fuck sued out of them and they tried to sue for millions, but they ended up settling for like the main conspirator, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Um, I think it was like $20,000 or so. But a lot of people turned around and they were like, he's just a low level end student. I don't really think that's fair to put on him. But it's one of those things where it's like, you don't quite understand that you can argue time and time again that artists might make too much money. There are plenty of musicians that may, may technically make too much money. You know what I mean? There's plenty of people who make too much money in the world. But you cannot also then turn around and justify being like, well, it's fine to then steal that money out of their pocket and to not pay for those streams. So. I think the development of streaming platforms really came out of that and came out of the piracy movement and out of things like FrostWire and LimeWire. They turned around and so said, like, well, yeah, Napster. Okay. exactly. Yeah. They turned okay. around and said, well, students don't want to pay, you know, or consumers in general don't want to pay for entire albums let's give them the option to buy singles let's give them an the option to pay a monthly premium and they can then download and stream whatever they want but that then turns around and begs the question as compared to paying the fifteen ninety nine dollars that you were in a Target or Walmart you know electronic CD aisle compare that to your $4.99 that you might get as a student discount to like bundle your Spotify and your Hulu How much are artists technically making? How much are these streaming services then turning around and licensing licensing this music for? You know what I mean? Because rather than paying so much money for a single album from a single artist through a single record label, you're then turning around going through a third-party streaming service who turned around and licensed all that music, and you have no idea what they're doing on that back end. We could be killing artists and have no idea. Well, I
0: wouldn't even say that, but they also have the free aspect. Like, Spotify is free if you don't pay for the premium. So right. then what is that artist making, period? But I think I like how you made that, uh, whatever you want to say. Fuck, I can't think of the word right now. Segue point, whatever. Yeah, you you, connect, you connected that together. But I would like to know what the stream is worth first. Because when you click play, how much is being made? Right. That's my question before we even get into anything else besides the views, besides the advertisements that's connected to these companies. Yeah. And is the advertisement even connected to the artist? Because that could, all that advertisement could just be going to the company. But what is that worth? Is it just our data? Is it literally our data, what somebody, the government could be, Facebook, Instagram, any of these algorithm-based people, is
1: that who's paying them? And is that why they're paying them? You know, I think another point you could make is on the other end, these streaming services might... pay flat-out licensing fees yeah, and not pay license. anything on streams. yeah. You know what I mean? So your streams could technically mean nothing to an artist at that point except so, for so record at charts. What,
3: at that point, then what's the incentive to go with a streaming service which just, just to get your name out there?
1: Well, your flat-out licensing fees because if you're a big enough artist, I'd imagine that they would contractually pay you a lot of fucking money when it comes to putting on, you know, for instance like Kendrick Lamar, you put on an album like Good Kid Mad City on a streaming services, you know how much money that's going to make, you know how many people People are going to, like, subscribe to premium just to be able to download it. Then you can turn around and argue, okay, well, you're going to pay X amount of money for this licensing fee. He might say that it's worth it. But on the other end, that then begs the question of they could be duping certain artists into getting less than they deserve. They could be giving artists more than others. It all ties into the factor of is it really equal and why won't they let us know what our streams mean?
3: I heard some shit. Okay, so... Um not artists but uh i listen to a lot of podcasts on uh, spotify and a lot of uh or the ones i listen to they'll, they'll make mention of like they get pennies for every fucking listen it, it it's nothing nothing crazy but i figure how many li- people are listening what how many how many people listened anyone got any numbers for like uh, any album off the top of their head
0: uh, YG just did a billion streams on My Crazy Life, and that went made him plat- gold Yeah, on streaming services. There's that was straight streams.
3: So maybe, what, say, like, five cents per listen? But that's what's wild.
0: Is it five cents? I don't sh- because again, is that, that what the artist the question, is getting, or is that what Spotify is getting?
1: That also begs the question of that's also just Spotify, that's also just those podcasts. Are they so small that they are only getting pennies, whereas someone yeah. like YG might get dollars of maybe you know dozens maybe hundreds. you never know like
0: what, what's the podcast you're is there a specific one in topic that you're talking yeah, about
3: the, the one that comes to mind is uh it's a skating podcast it's the nine club and they'll make mention to like yeah like this this isn't really well bad. then i guess you gotta right. think as
0: well with that is the category so you're talking about skating so like you might like that jesse's kind of into skating but she was never like a skater skater yeah So that's a smaller demographic you're also trying to reach, and I think that that might have something to do with it. But that's my thought with you saying that it's skating. Yeah, you're talking about like okay, not not just that, but your demographic that's going to bring them to the platform. Like nobody's going to bring our podcast right now because we don't have the numbers to pay us yet. Right,
3: that's what I'm saying. So in a way, so like these many people want to hear this album it on here and we'll pay you this much
1: yeah right
0: okay that's that's my thought with with you bringing that up Okay, but
1: again that that's just a theory it could always tie back to hey for all we know they don't they might pay the tiniest licensing fee in the world and then pay them per stream we just still don't know what it is because there's so much cloak and secrecy around it and it's like that really doesn't make any so sense what
3: what do you guys think the incentive is for the artist off the top of your head what do you think streaming
1: platforms are what's popular right now it's what's happening and and you need to to keep up with the times because realistically we've talked about this time and time again it is fast consumerism we are looking for instant gratification people are cycling through albums every single week you are having this is the album dropped this week so in that sort of sense you need to keep up with the times and you're not willing to fall behind so it's a lot different than being like oh this radio station is gonna pay you this much money to fuck a radio station what will the podcast Pay me not what exactly? Yeah, yeah. What will a streaming service pay me? What will YouTube monetize me for on my ads? You know what I mean? I think a lot of it is just what the current climate is, and making sure you keep up with the times, or else you will fall out altogether.
0: Yeah, and I think I'm conspiracy theory m right now. Yeah. But <laughs> always. <laughs> but mine goes back to Facebook and Instagram. It's algorithm based. It's government based. There has to be somebody paying for these streams in the first place, and who better than somebody like Facebook? Somebody like you want
3: to know who? Everyone's listening to. Yeah. What the, what's the population into right now?
0: Not even the population, but where, what sector, what part. Like, is somebody in Brooklyn listening to the same thing that somebody listening in fucking Westchester, New York is listening to? Or From what about expanding that?
1: What about all the way out to Australia? What about into the UK? What about talking about on international types of levels? I you think know what for I mean? Us it all here, I
0: think it's all different. That's, that's my conspiracy theory. That's all different. For every country that these platforms are in, it's a different reasoning but for here in America, I think it basically is solely on a systematic regime. That's my
3: thought process. With with, with the end game towards what? what?
0: Figuring out...
3: Figuring out what people want to better... Yeah, I would say more of control. Because
0: you would know, and this is also conspiracy theory, this is just my opinion, they've been saying for a long time that in music there is something put into music for certain people to want to hear it. It's not necessarily meant for all four of us, but if you like it, they have a demographic now. Okay. Now they have somewhere they want to go. For you, you might like a different song. You're white, you're urban. The brown you're you're not urban, but you're upscale, you're upscale America. I'm not saying you in general right now, but I'm just saying that would be your demographic. So that's who they're trying to reach. But if you look at them now and you see the streaming flat platform being able to spot pinpoint who listens to what and where... That gives you better control.
2: And I guess that's the whole idea of when you listen to an artist and you're like, oh, my God, this person is shit. Who the fuck would even listen to this? It's that demographic. It's that, you know, specific yeah. type of people. You know, I think they want. tying
1: into MC's conspiracy, though, of thinking like about the control of people, I don't even think it necessarily goes so deep as being like they put something in the music. I think it just goes so deep as ideology. You see it time and time again in the study of sociology, in the study of society. Ideology is what's used to control the masses. Why deal with the idea of forceful control when you can have indirect control, when you can just ensure people that, hey, this many people think this, so you should follow the group think. Or this is what God or these rappers you like. Or this random person on Instagram who has 3 million followers wants you to do. You know what I mean? And that's what's used to control the masses more than anything is simply ideology. And we now know that obviously social media is a very controlling ideology and force, as is pop media and culture in general. Rap is obviously the most popular genre of the 21st century. So
0: that's going to give you the best... Demographic, absolutely, like control. They have control. And um, just going off of my conspiracy theory. This has another. This isn't is everybody on this podcast's opinion, but I don't know if you guys know who Steve Biko is. He uh, le he led the revolutionary of uh, South Africa, of the segregation. And his f- most famous quote is, "The most potent weapon of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed." I get that. Absolutely. So let that sink in. Whenever you think about where you're listening and who you're listening to. Whenever you get on these platforms, because that, it, like I said, it's also my opinion. This isn't true. I don't know. I don't know a fucking thing. But when you put it like that, that's a that's a crazy thought to think about when they can pinpoint exactly where people are listening, what they're listening to, where they are from in their address, because you're given those you're giving those platforms. All that those kind details, of statistics.
1: all that information, you're giving them that stuff for their databases. And, you know, it's really interesting because Caesar's Palace spent millions i think almost a billion dollars in formulating their their interactive databases in checking what people spend the most who's a first time casino visitor and stuff like that that's why caesars has managed to be one of the top chains still and it's it's talked about as a business technique Are they all over in marketing the place? Oh, yeah, there's Caesars palaces all over the world. And it's even talked about as a marketing technique as using those databases. You find those demographics and you appeal to them. You send them, hey, you can come check this out for free. We're going to give you a free room as long as you gamble with us. Or a streaming service who says, try this for 30 days. It'll only be $5 after.
0: Yeah, that definitely that definitely is exactly what it ties into. Because whenever you think about it, uh, back to chance, actually, when he put out coloring book, it was exclusively on iTunes and Apple Music. It wasn't on Spotify. It wasn't on Tidal. He didn't really put it out on YouTube yet. It was an exclusively iTunes and Apple thing. So that would go back to that because it would see who is actually coming for Chance the Rapper, who signed up for Apple Music when Coloring Book came out.
1: Hey, so, oh, okay. what does Dookie J want to uh, say? Uh,
3: okay. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking this data that. Is being collected. Right. Okay. Is being sold to like Viacom or fucking all the super big networks that wanna know Damn, like, like, how like to that. how to how to reach the new audience or whoever they're trying to reach. So it kind of just they're selling the data for marketing and that marketing then gets uh used as third through, party information. Yeah third-party information and it just gets filtered through the local area and and they try to figure out how to um basically advertise to that community or whatever the target is
0: i didn't even think about it like that that's actually a really crazy thought i mean viacom is the one that's been taken off cable at the moment
1: and even if you tie it deeper into that you know there really are like seven or eight major servers that control the entirety of the internet So it's like, that's why when one goes down, you've like seven different apps and a bunch of websites go down. Or for instance... Like when Instagram went down, Facebook also went down because Facebook had bought out Instagram. So I think it's just interesting because you have these major, major companies at the top of the food chain who have access to these demographics. And then it's a trickle-down effect. Smaller businesses can technically access this information as well. It's just harder. There are statistical databases for businesses of all sorts when it comes to restaurants, when it comes to things like customer service and retail, when it comes to actual business management. And you can look into statistics statistics of what you know this business environment is right now you can look into income statistics you can look into what this geographic location has going on and i think it's so interesting we've come to a point in the internet age where we can narrow it down to so many facets like that where we can say hey what is it by geographic location what is it by social class what is it by social status what is it based on gender what is it based on race like there's so many different facets and we now have access to almost all of them within these databases
0: i like that you brought up the the financial classes, I guess you would say, the class yeah. of people, because then that would also give you a bigger spectrum on that because you'd see who who's listening for free and I, who's paying for the service.
1: Right. And technically speaking, social class is defined as prestige, power and property. But if you want to even narrow it down further than that, it's literally your education, your job prestige and your income. Damn, so you, we're like low tier. God, don't be (laughs) calling us out on here, (laughs) fuck. smart. Couple shots in and you're like, hey, air it all out. (laughs) We're all (laughs) (laughs) dumb. We all poor. But I think it's just interesting that we've gotten to a point in the social media, in the internet, in the database age, where all of that can be tracked through any sort of business, whether it's so large scale as Caesars or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, or whether you're talking something as low scale as, hey, your local business up the street can technically look look at what people in your area want to buy lately. You know what I mean? Your local retailer up the street can say, hey, this many types of clothing are being bought in this area because of these temperatures, and I'm going to start selling it because of that. You know what I mean? Anyone can access some of this shit, and I think it's so interesting, but since we're talking about conspiracy theories, Ooh, uh, what, what the fuck do you guys think is happening with area 51 oh, if we
3: storm shit. it are you down Don't hold on before started. we even are you down okay hold on why I, are you I, asking i am down to go i'm not down for the raid but i'm trying to go for the fucking party Yeah, <laughs> i was going to say yeah. why are you asking the How only person
1: of people? color at this table ah. if they are down ah. to risk ah. their lives that's because he,
4: st- he told
0: he told me to stop are you down Are jesse are you down oh no i just won't watch you just want to watch live oh, streams? man? are you down? Yeah, no,
1: no, no. I'm trying to watch the Kyles <laughs> get a bunch of monster <laughs> no. and just plow through those fences. Like, fucking I'm ready monsters. for
0: it. I, I see it. I see Isn't it a man? whole different way. Cause so, conspiracy theory me back. I feel like something is going to trap them all into this area. and it's going to it, be the new test subjects. Dude. Not even that, but it's going to treat them like a fucking microwave. And it's going to fucking pop no, all of them like what popcorns. Was,
2: no. What was that
0: book? You don't know.
3: No, dude, I, I, I can see what's going to happen.
2: dude. I was They're just gonna about die. to say, what was that book? I read it in, I think, like seventh or eighth grade or something like that, where uh, a bunch of kids like families aren't supposed to have more than like two or three kids. So the third or fourth child went oh, yeah, and, no, then, I know and then they about. tried to storm the White House. But that night, the White House just kind of like machine gunned them all down, sprayed off the sidewalk, and the next morning, like nothing had fucking happened. You think some shit like that? No. no. Okay. What? Okay. There's, there's With be Too no much media social media. Okay. okay social so, what do you is think is gonna happen are in are your, gonna your personal try to mob opinion? Out
3: there, and fucking, I'm thinking maybe two, three days before they're just gonna shut the fucking roads down to get out there. People are gonna hit roadblocks and be like, ah, fuck this, I'm out. If anyone does make it there. They're going to have maybe like one tank posted outside. People are going to realize it's fucking real. It's not a fucking Facebook, you know, internet meme or some shit and bounce. It's not really going to happen. What I'm trying to do is go out there, go to the closest fucking town, because I know everyone's going to be out there. It's going to be a fucking party because all the weirdos and fucking cool ass people are going to be out there having a good time. Okay. <laughs> I <in the> <laughs> so, like titles. how he has the
2: light to this.
1: <laughs> I think I'm, it's I'm going the lighter one side with two Duke ways. ways. <laughs> Realistically. So. Time and time again, we've seen our own government, as well as the government of other countries, do horrific things to their citizens in the name of, quote, citizen protection or city protection, unquote.
3: It's to protect the, the um, sovereign.
1: Absolutely. I, it's one of those things where we saw during protests of the Vietnam War, they were willing to shoot students down. At that point, you know what okay. I mean. So I think it's going one of two ways. We're either going to have people who are serious enough who will have the money or have just the hard willpower to make their way, and they will try. And I, I think it'll again one of two ways. It is either these people are going to storm it, and it is going to be a government.
5: Oh, it's gonna chaos. Be a shit show.
1: I, I, it's one of those things where I think it will be a justified situation in which they will implement martial law and they will then get away with killing protesters just like they do all over the world, just like they do in this country every single day. We just saw the first protester be killed at one of the ICE detention facilities where they literally have children in cages. So I don't put it past the American government to turn around and shoot these citizens down and say, hey, we had to do it. We didn't have a choice. They were the ones being violent. They were the ones that turned around and did too much. Or I see it going the other way. And I think it'll be a bunch of people that show up. Everything will be too shut down. People are going to realize it's too far into the desert, whatever. And it's going to be the next fucking Burning Man or the next Woodstock where everyone is going to turn around and this is going to be the next monumental music, rave, psychedelic fun event where everyone turns around and says, we're going to do a bunch of drugs and talk about aliens and we're going to burn shit and we're going to have a fun time. Either way, it's going to be a fucking spectacle to (laughs) see, no matter how you want to put it. You know what I mean? Because if we're being real... You have these fucking. If this does turn now into Rudo a giant Runners? party and you do it year after year, <laughs> eventually Runners. the aliens are going to show up and no <laughs> one's even going to believe them. They're going to be like, "Cool costume,
2: dude." Especially if they're like Roger dude, from American if Dad. do no believe Jesus oh, when he geez. showed
3: up. Like, who's going to believe a couple aliens?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: So, Yo, it's me. I'm back. Like, nah, fool. Shut up.
2: No, shut up, boy. <laughs> You're just on. Fucking high on acid, yeah. It.
1: That's definitely what I think will happen. I don't know. I don't know. What about you, MC? Do you think anything interesting will happen in it? Or do you think it's just going to be like a, a fizzle out or it's not going to be interesting? Considering the motherfucker that started it came from Bakersfield. Shut up. I'm not no kidding. Way. The dude who made the original Facebook event for Storming Area 51 is from Bakersfield. Bakersfield He's an anime California. Kid who wears a Naruto headband and goes to Bakersfield College. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) 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 So there you go. There's that little bit of tidbit
2: Um, all across the country. People are following this Naruto kid now. uh, So that's where
0: the running thing came from. Yeah, they're all going to storm Area 51.
2: That's how they're going to run it.
1: But that's where it started. and It's taken (laughs) off since then. So what do you think will happen to it in that sense? Um,
0: I think. It'll go three ways. I think the party thing is definitely gonna happen in the nearest town, like Dookie J said, that's gonna happen. Because that's that's usually what happens when you get I think a it'll kilometer just be in a desert, get people. Too. Yeah, it might just be a desert thing. Everyone think, loves Or desert no, because race. there is the town right before you get to Area fifty one that has like the I'm fucking it up. That has the diner that's all alien themed. They have a couple places that's all alien themed before you get to that road. All I think it's on the road. Anyway, I think that'll happen. Two I think you're right. Government's going to kill them all because, I mean, think about it. You got the most conspiracy theorist people there. So what better way to get rid of all the people that might give them a problem?
3: How many times do you think you're going to hear the word chemtrails? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're,
2: and then pigeons are actually uh, <laughs> no. little cameras, 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 microphones <laughs> they're, they're they're everywhere. They're all over New York they're watching us, bro. Okay.
3: See what I'm thinking is that the they the reason the government can't allow this to happen is because they can't. They have to save face. They're not gonna get shown on the world stage that a bunch of fucking anime kids and Kyles (laughs) just stormed one of their most fucking secret top secret bases and overcame them. They have to shut this shit down, regardless.
0: Yeah, yeah. They have to do something. And that's, that's my third theory: is that it's just gonna be stopped before it even happens.
2: Oh, I really don't think the government's worried about some shit like this. If anything, they're probably, like, laughing about it. The dudes at the CIA are sending each other links to this shit. Like, you see what this asshole is saying right now? I think they're right taking now. it
3: serious to an extent, though. To an
2: extent. But, yeah, most of them are like, no. Nah, like, the training they have, the shit they know, like, no. Nah, there's like, no. Like, nah. uh,
3: I think they'll take it as serious as any, like, uh, as they college riot or yeah, something. That
2: yeah, yeah. If you want to put it like that, know. yeah i think
0: if you're talking about taking it serious we're gonna have to wait for a few days before it happens right we'll but really if we're being going.
1: honest our military and our government never passes up the opportunity to show a a show of force <laughs> show essentially of force. yeah they have to we see it time i mean fuck we saw it in charlotte we saw it in baton rouge we've seen it in every we saw it in baltimore we've seen it with every protest that's gone on with kind of anything in current time and days
0: So um, just for this party, I think man. if we want to segue away from well, not away from but into another conspiracy conspiracy theory. Right before we started, we saw a Glasses Malone video for Tupac must die. Yeah,
1: yeah. I you know, it was kind of nice having all of us watch it together and getting to sit here and kind of process it. I know MC had already watched it previously, but for all of us kind of getting to sit here, it was really nice just kind of taking it in looking at one another with kind of wide eyes being like oh shit oh oh i caught that oh you caught that oh yeah. oh and kind of also making fun of it a little bit too like bro glasses you did an amazing job considering you're you know again still super low-key yeah. it's not like you would have had a lot of money to put into this shit but like damn none of that shit looked like it was from the 90s Yeah, no, it
5: didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he got the white not cadillac at, at least like he yeah, yeah at least he did that but how did you feel about the video
0: Um, I think it was cool for a different perspective on it. Not cool in the fact that he might have actually shot Tupac. Right. No one should be cool with
1: that.
4: But it was cool to see
0: a different perspective on how we're like, nah, man, Tupac shouldn't have died. Yada, yada. He's still alive. Like, we need to keep him alive. We need to keep this going. But it was cool to uh, actually see a different, a different perspective on it and for somebody that actually knew Orlando Anderson at the time. That's a whole different perspective that we actually haven't got to get in any conspiracy theory, regardless if you thought he did it or didn't think he did it or should did it for that to be actually put out there for him to do that. That's wild because it's like, yo, you're on a whole other side of the story now. It's not just Tupac's story. Now you're telling Orlando Anderson's side of the story of being like, yo, this is why it happened. This is why I did it. This is what events led up to this happening, which we knew. Which that conspiracy has already been out of why, you know, he stole the death row chain. The death row chain was stolen by Orlando Anderson and some of his guys. So whenever they saw him at the Mike Tyson fight, that's why they jumped him. Yada, yada. But it was crazy to see it from the flip
1: side. You know, the video being in a first person point of view, I think gave it almost such a shock value because you hear a million conspiracy theories around Tupac. Oh, he's still in Cuba. Oh, it was the government. I firmly believe the government was in support of taking him out. Don't get me wrong. Or, oh, it was sugar. Oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Oh, it was that. But it's like seeing it in the in the perspective of Orlando and saying this simply connected down to street beef and this is what fucking happens in the streets. I think that was really, really interesting because that's, Again, a perspective that's kind of talked about, but not amongst conspiracy theorists. You know, conspiracy theorists want to tie it to everything large under the sun. But in the video, it's even said by glasses through the perspective of Orlando of, oh, he's a rap dude. He, he thinks he's ill. Like, oh, he, th- he thinks he can escape this shit. Like, he thinks he's not part of this. Like, he thinks he can jump someone and it's not a big deal.
0: Not even that, but he thinks he can be in the streets, but not be in the streets.
1: Exactly. And so tying it into that, rather than everything so high key, like the government or like Suge or like, uh, you know, all of these large scale people in production that could have done it. I think that gave it such a different tone of this is also what it was to be in the streets. Yeah. This also is just what it is. And it could have simply come from that. You know what I mean? As much as people wanted to assume Tupac was larger than life in gang violence, no one is whether you're a bystander, whether you're yeah, a participant. I mean,
3: like, who, I mean Tupac's not <laughs> the only one to get fucking smoked for taking someone's chain or, you know, some shit like that. Exactly. Like, you not. Know.
1: and it kind of, it gave it that perspective of, of, you know, hey, this could have been anyone and it just so happened to be Tupac and that that's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? But I think it's very controversial for him to also put the title of Tupac must die. I think that's asking for criticism and asking for views. I, and
0: I think that's what it was. It might have been a reach for Glasses Malone at the at the end of the day because it was like, yo, I haven't had a because I think he he had a hit. I wouldn't say it's not too long ago, but I think it was like 2006, 2007. Right. He had a hit, but I think it's from him being in there for so long that he's been fucking, uh, that he's been, you know, trying to get back on the wave of being that big of an artist again. I think a lot of artists, and especially in this day and age, he found the algorithm to find like, yo, this might get it. This might be it this is why I did the song. I don't necessarily think he did it for a fact of like, yo, I need to tell uh, Orlando Anderson's side of the story, but I think he did it for an algorithm.
2: Ooh, it's funny you say that, because the last song I remember him on was, I actually think it was Like What? by Problem. And not song was kind of The remix, hot. right? That song was hot for a while. Like yeah. what? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. dude. I- MCA.
2: that was him. Yeah, yeah, he was so, on that yeah. song. yeah. That's funny that you say that, because like you said, that song was popping for a while, and now this song is kind of trying to that's get not, into it in a way. I
0: like that you mentioned that, but that's not the song. I was talking, I think it was something about the haters. It? it was back in, this was like 2006, I mean, I'm saying that's
2: another one he kind of tried to, because Problem was coming oh, yeah, up tried for, to hop on for and a get hot Molly second. Hollywood
3: was that Hollywood too.
0: Mollywood too.
2: You get out of here yeah. with that. Oh, we're going way too deep. What you mean? Okay, okay. Hotels
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I think it was an interesting video concept though I appreciate the effort he put into it Because for being a more low key You know like middle tier rapper Who some people know some people don't It was a well shot video Personally first person po- point of view Kind of fucks me up It almost gives me mois- moisture <laughs> Moisture <laughs> <gets me> Moisture <laughs> It almost gives me motion Sickness I fucking, I just, I hate it. Like, I hate horror movies that oh, are, like, found footage Blair, style. Blair I'm like, stop oh, it. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be this person. But I did think it was really interesting. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it gave a different perspective. I'm still such a huge Tupac fan that it's like, in no way can I ever turn around and be like, yeah, I'm justifying the death of Tupac. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think it was no. It was such an interesting perspective of just saying, hey, this is another theory because it could have been a million different things under the sun but it could have been this.
0: Yeah. I I I completely understand that. Um and I think it's it, yeah, we don't need to deep dive too deep into it because it could just be a reach at the end of the day.
2: Right. It is good though. I did like it though. It was a good song. It yeah. was a
0: good video. I li- I loved the I did
2: appreciate it yeah. in in a way. Yeah, I don't I don't think Tupac must actually die, but like I appreciate like his Yeah. Others flip the side of it because no one ever talks about that side because everyone is such like a, oh my God, Tupac and if he was alive. And so it's cool to see like the other side of it almost. On, I don't want to say
1: even a more serious note because this isn't necessarily serious, but coming back into a more hip hop discussion that we can really discuss here. MC brought up the separation of female artists and equality and critique specifically. So an important note, I think is important, sorry, an important note I think we have to make in this moment is we're not talking about the idea of, you know, oh, men who shit on women artists because they're women. We're talking about the idea of people who go so too bad for women artists without refusing to turn around and then accept critiques. Don't get me wrong. There is so much misogyny in hip-hop and in rap, and we see it every single day about bitches, hoes, tricks, all these things under the sun. So we know plenty of you know, women artists don't get the spotlight they deserve. But some of the women that are in the spotlight get critiqued, and people want to turn around and act like it's the end of the world. Cardi B is not a good artist, in my opinion. She's not. She is not a writer. She's not a songwriter. And for her to turn around and get the, the songwriter award makes absolutely no sense and it is just because of her clout it is just because of how well she's known and if we're talking about shitting on artists like drake who are w- unwilling to write their own shit and have 13 fucking ghost writers on a single track why are we not willing to turn around and say hey cardi you wrote mainly on bodak yellow but on the rest of your album you're like the second to last writing credit on it it's, yeah
3: it's uh, it's the inclusion it's uh it's Everyone's on this wave of inclusion. They want to include everyone. Everything has to be included. Everyone has to be a part of something. And it, that doesn't work with equality.
1: See, and I think that's a really important distinction to make because I think with the idea of inclusion, it's important to draw the line between everybody everywhere and the idea of we are not going to force people out because of this reason so it's the idea of a woman can make it regardless of her being a woman you know what I mean it's the idea of this black person should have equality in a in a criminal justice system regardless you know regardless of skin it's the idea of you should have these acts, you should have the accessibility regardless of the pathway you've been given, regardless of what status you have, regardless of your gender, regardless of your race, regardless of your religion, et cetera, et cetera. But to turn around and be like, well, everybody everywhere, that's not necessarily what we're talking about. Because when you are talking about being an artist that comes from more than talent, you can be the best singer in the world. But if you are not a writer, if you are not willing to go to bat for what you are putting in your songs, i don't think you can be taken seriously where's the talent besides
3: the vocal range
1: exactly and that touches more into inclusion than anything i think because to be included in the music industry i think has nothing to do with demographics and it simply should have to do with what you are capable of
3: what you're uh what you're capable of uh what's the word uh contributing like bringing to the table. And I yeah. think
1: that goes both ways. That ties to the fact of there are so many like, people of color. There are so many queer people. There are so many women. There are so many gender nonconforming people who are not welcome into the scene, who are not welcome into Hollywood, who are not welcome into acting or singing or different types of roles. But I also think that ties into the fact of we let every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry sing and get away with certain things just because it's the new wave. Cardi B, it's what's popular. She's the new wave. That doesn't make her... A dope artist. Exactly. And it doesn't,
0: and, and that and that's kind of surface, not even surface scratching. That's a that's a, a really deep dive into my point. But my point was is I kept seeing a bunch of people critiquing Megan, and they were critiquing Nikki, and they were critiquing Cardi B, and they were putting them all in the same conversation. And I get that from an aspect of yo, women are what's popping right now. But not just that. We should be able to critique them as artists. Yes. Like Drake and Cardi are in the same lane. Right. Those two are in the same lane of music as artists. And what's
1: that lane you called it? Uh
0: That's hip hop.
1: Hip pop. Hip
0: hip hop anonymous. (laughs) That is hip hop because you're making rap music or hip hop music, but you're doing pop numbers, and those pop numbers aren't necessarily coming because of you they are coming because of the writers behind you the engineers the labels but then the you got beat. yeah the beat but then you have a Meg Thee stallion who i would say i would say she's kind of in the kendrick lane at the moment she's kind of got the section 80 going right now what's the kendrick lane the, oh, damn i really don't have a name for that well one yet. It,
1: i would mes- in my opinion i would necessarily call it hip hop With the lane of pop because it's where media is leaning. Hip-hop. Yeah, like they're real artists. They are putting forth. Yeah, they're putting forth their entire personality. They're putting forth their entire soul. It is them who is writing the majority of their music with maybe one or two other people on it. You know what I mean? But so they are still like making a, a tribe numbers.
3: Pop, tribe called Quest, where it's yeah. like, where it's not necessarily pop, but it's like fucking good shit. And exactly, and it. they're making
1: yeah. pop numbers simply because of themselves. So it's not hip hop where they're you know they're using the backing of the pop industry. It's simply because in hip hop they are so good they are making these pop streams and numbers because people are recognizing that talent.
0: Yeah. And that's definitely what I mean. And then you go deeper into it and you got like a Re- Rico Nasty, a Tiara Wack, and they're more in the J. Cole lane. They're making really dope music. They're being shit on, but it's dope music at the end of the day. Very
1: unappreciated.
0: Very unappreciated.
1: Still hip-hop, but the hip-hop unappreciated category. It's just not
0: doing pop numbers. It's yeah. for some th- they make music for people like us. We want to hear it because it's good fucking music. We don't necessarily care if it's fucking listened to by everybody in the United States because I don't care. I love Montana. He's a dope-ass artist. I'm going to put him in the same J. Cole lane. Yeah. I'm going to put him in the same lane as Rico Nasty and fucking uh, Tiara Wack. They're all fucking dope artists, but they're not
1: nationwide loved. Right. They're not going to get the acclaim they necessarily deserve just because where they're popping might be their local area, might be their kind of popping, but for the most part, you know, again, I think it really ties back into – the fast consumerism and just instant gratification and people being like, well, they're not a mainstream artist yet, so we're not going to pay attention to them. They haven't dropped six different albums yet, so we're not going to pay attention to them.
0: And I wouldn't even say that, but to put out an album like J. Cole or a Tiara Wack or a Kendrick, they have more creative, uh, con- not, I wouldn't say control, but they have more creative input on the uh, album itself so that takes a lot longer than a cardi b who has six people writing for her in a fucking studio and it's like yo here's all your lyrics and she's just like oh i'll get around to it when i get around to it she has the songs in the tuck she's not worried about that but you got j cole who's working months and months on an album for it to come out that's why his albums are coming out one year apart they're not coming out every other month every six months a song isn't being dropped all the time from him
1: I get that. So I don't know. I, I agree with you. It's important to make those distinctions and those kind of separation of boundaries and saying these artists aren't all the same. When you want to talk about being on the wave of women rappers right now, they're not all the same. They really are. No,
0: no way. No way possible. They can't be.
1: No. I don't know. I and, and since we're talking, they don't
0: get the respect
3: or what?
1: No, no, no. We're talking about they're not all the same because popular? they're in different categories, but people want to lump them together because people are on the wave of, hey, women Females. artists are popular right now. They're all the same. We love Megan. We love Nicki. We love Cardi. We love this person. We love that person. We love Tiara. We love Cupcake. We love it. And it's you kind of have and to I, turn around and say... I don't say, mean
0: to cut you off right now, but that's what I mean with this whole conversation. Is that We need to get away from that thought. They're artists at the end of the day. They're rappers. This is what they love to do, regardless if Cardi B... Is doing it for the money or if she's doing it because she loves it, they're still artists, just like a Drake, just like a Kendrick, just like a Cole. So we need to get away from saying, oh, female artists, female artists. No, take they're out just the an female. Artist. They're just fucking artists. Okay, yeah. They're all in the same fucking category at the end of the day. I don't care if they have a vagina or if they got a dick. You're still an artist. And we you can still be critiqued for your bars the same way I'm going c- critique yeah. a Cole and a Kendrick.
1: And I think it's important to also say that as. From MC's perspective, you're also willing to make that unbiased opinion and that distinction and say, hey, I'm going to put these people into different categories because you don't base it off of gender or those categories. And I think it's important to get to that point of saying, I'm not going to, okay, I think for me personally as a woman, I will always put on women artists because we have finally come into an age where there is more women being accepted but never will i turn around and put on a shitty woman artist based on the fact she's a woman and that goes across the board like, yeah, i will nah, not support a like, that's a sh- all i bump exactly. all i bump
3: is women
0: yeah yeah that's, i that's,
3: will
1: that's not act. support like a shitty woman actor simply because she's a woman i want and i think that's for me it, it just it goes across the board as saying Artists are so individual and you could should be able to critique that artist without people turning around and being like, well, you need to support or we don't have enough women artists in the game. Let's put good women artists in the game. Let's put good artists in the game in general. Yeah. Megan. Like
0: she deserves that spotlight. She deserves it more than anybody, more than Cardi B. And I guess that kind of brings me to a question. I actually just thought of right now. We have the Godfather of rap. And I don't know if you consider it Snoop Dogg or if you consider it Ice Cube. What? Who would you consider it? The godfather of rap? The crap? godfather of rap.
3: Godfather, like what? When I when you, when you say godfather, I'm thinking, wh- what, are you, what are you talking are about? Are you just talking West Coast? Like,
0: not just West Coast, but you always hear people say Snoop Dogg is the godfather of rap. He's Uncle Snoop. If you okay. need a co-sign, you're going to go to Snoop. But okay. you got Ice Cube, who wrote for The Lynch Mob. He wrote for N.W.A. He's wrote his own albums that are fucking amazing. I who, think who put Snoop on? Dre? Dre.
1: Yeah.
0: But Ice Cube put Dre on. Exactly. If you, if you tie it back, Word. we can tie that back to Ice Cube.
1: But I think this also talks, So who's the
0: godfather rap? No, okay. I think
1: this ties into our conversation about putting back and, you know, who's going to be the next Jay-Z in 20 years in that instance with giving back and being a mentor and being that person. Uncle oh. Snoop is known as Uncle Snoop because- He is that person to go to. He is so personable. Everybody knows him. Everybody talks to him. He has a relationship with everybody. He'll work with, you know, almost any artist. He's willing to talk to people. He's willing to do interviews. He's constantly on social media interacting with fans. So I think in that regard, you know, it's really hard to tie Ice Cube into that same perspective because Ice Cube kind of does his own thing. And I respect him for it, bro. You're welcome to. You know what I mean? You have no... You don't owe anybody anything, you know what i mean you you don't fucking have to do shit for anybody in the industry or anything like that, but I think when it comes to being the Godfather, I think that ties into that mentorship mentality and how you connect with people, and I think that's why people talk about Snoop in that manner uh, but I'm
0: go ahead,
3: I was gonna say I mean uh, off of what you guys are saying just right now, like it makes sense that Ice Cube would be the Godfather, and Snoop can stick with the uncle title just just for okay. the fact that like. You know that's that's too different. Like here. you know, that's two different, yeah. con- totally two different personalities. Because uh, you don't talk to the Godfather. Yeah, no, nah, you don't Bye. talk to the Godfather. You know, leave that man's alone.
0: But okay, so that ties me into the next question: Is who's, I don't want to say grandmother because that sounds old as fuck, but who would you put on the pedestal to have paved the way for female artists in the beginning? Missy. No. No. Are we no. are we are we only going back that far? Are we going to go back no, to MC Light or Salt and Pepper? Are we going back to Queen Latifah?
2: No. Uh Come on now. <laughs> you said Come on come now. On there's now. there's other artists.
0: Like like But I'm talking about back in the day Queen Latifah started in the 80s.
1: And you're talking about for rap.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about for rap.
1: I mean, yeah, I would honestly put Queen Latifah. But then again, I think when you're talking about hitting the mainstream, I think coming into the nineties with people like Missy Elliott with hitting into the R and B and hitting like Aaliyah and hitting smooth vocals and working with rappers in conjunction. So you're hitting kind of both levels. I think talking about people like Eve, I think talking about people like Lil' Kim.
0: Bold statement time. Eve. Hands down Eve. Yeah. There wouldn't be a Megan without Eve. Okay. There wouldn't be a Nikki that. without Eve. No, I totally agree. There wouldn't agree. be a Missy without Eve. Okay, I see that. And I'm putting that well, out I'm there. Well,
2: I'm glad I brought her up.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, because that was that was my that was my point. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to Eve, even though Queen Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, they had hits probably written by somebody else. Eve was the first bitch to be like, Nah, this is me. Fuck you. Y'all gonna like my shit, and I like her shit. I like. Eve. I get that. I like Eve as a female artist. Why well, you gotta bring as, up female though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> not, <laughs> not just as that, but as an artist in general. Like she hold, she held her own with a Jada Kiss. Right. She held her own with a Mary J. Blige. Like you can't sit there and say the songs. I think there's two of them with Mary J. Blige and Eve. You can't sit there and say you liked one more than the other because they were both fucking dope.
2: At the end of the day, Lauren Eve. Hill.
0: Yeah, or Lauren
2: Hill. That's who I was thinking of. I think I think that's a
1: good one. I think that's a perfect person to name, especially because there are, I don't know, there's so many people you can attribute it to, but there's also so many people you can attribute it to in rap. You know what I mean? Look at how many people also paved the way, because realistically, if you tie it back into the start of the start of the start, you, you're, you're looking at back into 50s and 60s. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so Patti LaBelle. You exactly. Got fucking, uh, so I think it's important to make that kind of...
0: I would say for today's female artists, it's Eve.
1: And just like with today's male artists, it's in the same way that like Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Rap wouldn't be what rap is without those people. Like at all. There's a million people you can name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that you did that.
1: (laughs) So since we're talking about women artists just in this kind of vicinity, though, do you want to bring up the fact of Nikki kind of co-signing Megan and kind of commenting on her pictures and kind of getting social media going and stirring because a lot of people assumed like, oh, she's doing that because she's afraid of Megan. But it's like, dude, I think when you kind of get to the stature of Nikki where she's kind of doing her own thing, she doesn't really partake in beef anymore. The last beef I genuinely saw her in was a few years ago. She might say controversial shit. What male artist doesn't say controversial shit sometimes. You have 50 Cent yeah. and talks who, out who, his you? ass on Instagram who, Nikki, every day.
3: Who, your, no, Nikki and who?
1: No, no, no. Nikki positively commented on Megan The Stallion's Instagram picture, putting like heart eyes and a couple of tongue emojis. And a lot of people turned around and were like, oh, she's only supporting her because she's afraid of her or saying like, oh, she's supporting her because she's going to turn around and try to collab with her. And it's like, dude. She could just support her to yeah. support her. And who
0: wouldn't want to lick Megan Thee Stallion,
1: bro? The I mean, photo was the her hands. in this bathing suit, and she's looking so fine in the mirror, and her titties any look so good. Oh my god! From
0: the, from the back of the
3: spine from to any the belly which button. way on
2: Megan Thee Stallion,
1: like she looks good. She just she's so <laughs> gorgeous, and for people to turn around and be like, "Oh, this is obviously because of like a threatening aspect." Why can't she just support her? Why can't she just comment positively on her? You know what I mean? In a in a
2: different way. It's it's one of those bullshit ass Tyler creator Wiz Khalifa beefs. It's all fan-based. Yeah, yeah. The two artists, shit. the two artists really don't give Wait, a shit about it.
3: What was that verse? He's like, uh fuck fuck blunts I'm smoking uh papers that Khalifa Kush? So, nah, No, no, something. he
0: said fuck blunts I'm smoking Hitler's ashes.
1: Ex- <laughs> I <I'm laughs> snorting I'm so Hitler's Tyler ashes, said that, I'm sure. That's
0: what Tyler yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: I don't know. I just, again, it's so fan based. It it doesn't even mean anything. And I think it's just, I think it's all in good fun. I think they're just positively talking about each other because why wouldn't they? Nikki's been in the game for.
3: Another female.
1: Right. Like Nikki's been in the game for fucking two decades now. If you really want to throw it back, she's been around since around ninety nine and two thousand one.
0: Yeah, dude. Doing mixtapes. Yeah, Nikki's no. been around. Bro. She's been
1: fucking around. So to turn around and for people to be like, Oh yeah, this is just her trying to start something. What the fuck does she have to be afraid of? She's already solidified her name, she's already done what she's done. Don't get me wrong. She could also turn around and fall back and she could do shitty things and make controversy for herself, like plenty of artists do in old age. She still has solidified her name. I'm not even a fan of her. She's solidified her name. Yeah. She doesn't have any reason to be afraid of anybody. She's fine. I Nikki's think she's the just supporting our generation. Yeah, I think she's just supporting yeah. fucking. Okay. Okay, I can Megan we'll to support her. her. I
0: can dig that. Yeah. Like,
1: and I'm fine with it. I think that's dope. I think that's so cool. Why, why wouldn't honestly, you want that? Honestly, I would that? love
0: to hear a Nikki meg the Stallion collab. Yeah. I don't want to hear a Nikki and Cardi collab. I don't want to hear that. Dude, on motorsport was Megan. terrible,
1: and <laughs> all the oh controversy that came after that. So no, I, and I think that Nikki and Meg would collab well together because I think they can match each other that bar would for be bar.
2: So much ass on one song. <laughs> <laughs> it really, dude. I, that w- oh my god! I didn't even so think about the video.
1: I don't know (laughs) if it could be any more ass than twerk by City Girls featuring Cardi B, featuring the 25 best twerkers in the the United
0: States. Tailbone to belly button. (laughs) I like how you're telling us where you like to lick from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Nah, fuck that. I'm definitely Meg The Stallion and Cardi and Nicki. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ass, 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 ass. Ass, 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 ass.
1: You know, I really enjoy talking about women artists, but I think I want to move completely away. And since earlier we were talking about what artists kind of made us love music and I threw Hobson in, in that mix, mix, I can't help but bring up us listening to the song, I Don't Want It, which had just recently come in by him, which I want to go ahead and play a little clip by that real quick. It was my escape.
4: It wasn't just for amusement. My issues can't reoccur. So I would resort to music. I've been about the burdens that were sitting in my heart. Been about the way I felt from swimming with the sharks My mom was always working so our bond was stripped and ripped apart Ain't no fucking family memories, ain't no pictures at the park Then I thought, the world is about to see hell come And I would live the good life everyone else wants And in that moment my tears dried and I felt numb Then years later I blew up, the mission was well done I don't wanna know
1: So as usual, it was MC who originally had brought this song to my attention. And I've loved Hobson for a lot of years. And hearing this song was so upsetting to me because it's so raw and it's so emotional. And just to kind of get it from his perspective, especially since he brings up, you know, in 2016, that was the darkest that was one of the darkest times of his life going through what he did with funk volume and everything that happened. And I think that's really important to acknowledge, just like we had to talk about with T-Pain and his like, really, really serious bout of depression that he went through is we're really not respecting these artists and giving them time to grieve and be upset. You know, everyone expected Hobson to turn away from funk volume and be like, this is the happiest time of my life. I can't wait for this. this is it. He lost most of his friends. Yeah. That was a lot to have. That was something he built from he the started ground it up. Exactly, and for that to go through seven years of fucking bullshit and to fall apart from his fingertips, that's going to be emotional and that's going to be painful. And, you know, even though he did interviews talking about how happy he was, an ill mind eight listening to that shit. Listening to him talk about that emotion, no, that's not happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that it, was yeah. so upsetting to listen to. I just think with the I don't want it.
0: And I think it's uh, it's cool that you inter- that you uh, said that because uh, whenever all that was going on, I was listening to a lot of interviews because I really wanted to know what happened. Like, was it Dame Ritter or was it Hobson? And Hobson even says, like, yo, yeah, yeah, it was all me. Like, my money's going somewhere, but it's not coming to me. Which all artists, if you're a creator and or an artist, listen to this part. Name your worth now. Don't do it later. If you think you're worth $10,000... Ask for your $10,000. Don't take no more, no less. And I'm not saying that for smaller occasions, like if we interviewed somebody, like, don't ask me for $10,000. I ain't got $10,000. But if you are an artist or you're a creator and somebody big comes up to you, name your price. Don't settle for less. Don't ask for more. And that's what Hobson did. Hobson knew the numbers. Hobson knew what he should be getting, but he wasn't getting it. And he talks about that, how they were on tour And they were going to shitty hotels. They weren't able to eat. They were eating
1: shit food.
0: They weren't, there was no fucking budgeting because of Dame Ritter. And you know,
1: I'm gonna go ahead and also have you plug a small clip right now from Ill Mind of Hobson.
4: Uh-oh. When I bring up my royalties, you start avoiding me, that's some disloyalty You woke up to evil boy in me, your ass is poisoning, tell me why you would destroy me This was a fucking vision that I had created with your brother But you two infatuated with the money, you killed it, it ran it straight into the gut Now I think, why do I make the A and me the boss? You keep pissing a whole lot of people off Our whole label came out with a weak result, you on that same bullshit, to me?
1: So something that he specifically talks about is Damian Ritter's gambling problems as well as the conflict of interest with him being the manager, the label owner, and the accountant. Not to mention they also had a shitty distribution deal with Warner Brothers at the time. So it's like they put all of that faith in him. And you know what I mean? In the sense of Hobson put his heart and soul. He was carrying funk volume on his fucking back, practically, if we're being honest.
0: I mean, if you really want to put it into a uh, something more closer to home, like I came to you guys with this idea of the podcast, right? Everybody here sitting here is doing it for free. We're doing this for free. For free? Yeah, for free. <laughs> <laughs> Dookie what? thought he was getting paid. Oh, no. No. So, <laughs> so we're doing this for free. But that'd be like, yo, I'm asking you guys for your time and effort every week to be here. But then I'm turning around and I'm pocketing money that you don't know that I'm getting off of here.
1: Right. And I think something that is interesting from that clip is Hobson even talking about this is something I built with your brother. Like, why did we make DME the boss? You know what I mean? Like, why? Why did we give this shit um, to you? In the
0: same interview that I was actually talking about when he was talking about uh, how the interviews or not interviews but how the tours went he actually says that dame ritter had a business degree he right. knew where the money should go and how the money should be played out Right? yeah
1: he's their accountant technically at the same time and that is such a conflict of interest to have going on all at once you know what i mean and so I think that so ties in to everything that Hobson has had to go through. Because even with his first label, he gets fucked over. He doesn't get the promotion he deserves. His debut album gets pushed back a year and a half. That's between 2000 to 2008-ish. And then by 2009, when his debut album is finally released, he's like, fuck this. I'm dipping out. I made funk volume. This is something I made. It's something I had to be proud of. And what happens? He turns around and gets fucked again. Why would he want to be in the music industry when he has been shown nothing but hate?
0: Yeah, for real. And, and I think it's also his persona, the fact that he was shelved because he is a dope artist and he was shelved so quickly on Roofless Records. If you didn't know that, Hobson was signed to Roofless Records. Yes, yeah, so it was label. them in 2007. Tameka fucked him over. And I think it's great that you mentioned that because there was so much hate and I think he put that hate into, I think his biggest song at the time after being off Roofless Records was Sag My
1: Pants. That and Nocturnal Rainbows. That
0: was raw. That was a little bit later. That I think. No, no. That no Nocturnal
1: Rainbows was dropped first, and then Sag My Pants was dropped second. Actually, as the first and second single oh, off damn, that I album. That. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: so that was all off Raw. Yeah. Okay, so Sag My Pants really showed that anger and that frustration for a Rick Ross, a Wayne, right. a Soldier Boy. Because he's just as dope as them, but he's not getting the credit he deserved.
1: Right. Like, why can't I say this dumb shit and get the same credit you guys do? And then why am I saying this amazing shit? Why do I have this dope ass music, these dope ass bars, and I'm getting shelved?
0: And I think that's really dope on his part, too, because he really learned how to market for himself. Because I don't know how to market yet.
1: Right. I'm still
0: learning how to do that. That shit's hard. It's It's hard as fuck. But he learned how to do it. He did the contacts. He did the crazy music videos. He did the fucking outlandish things he would say, but he had the bars to back it up.
1: Right. And also, his doing, his formulating of Ill Mind was amazing. We've seen series before, you know what I mean? If you want to throw it back, we've seen, you know, things that are like one, two, and three. But for him to be continuing Ill Mind all the way to Ill Mind 9, which was the last one that was released about his son, like that that's such a continuous like a a continuous sequence that i think is so nice and so defining for his career cuz those were some of the first things i'd listen to by him personally yeah so, i think i heard
0: Mind 4 first when you're talking about Tyler right
1: Krieger. and so for for i think those to be kind of really defining features for him is so cool because he is such an individual artist but again he's been shelved he doesn't get the recognition he deserves he does these dope ass things that people then turn around and don't even know about because you talk to people and this a lot of people don't even know who hobson is or they think his music is just weird
3: the the only thing i know about hobson is was what like him and tyler had a beef or like he it was wasn't like
0: even a beef. He was vet. just talking shit. Yeah, yeah, he just talks shit That's about Tyler because he talks shit about everybody. What do you say? Wag beef and gap teeth. Tyler, the creator.
1: <laughs> Motherfucker, no. you not he- dope. It was in Ill Mind 4. He also was talking about, you eating a cockroach? you yeah, not song Right, but it's like, he's talking about the Yonkers video specifically. And he calls out the entire Odd Future gang, essentially, just in like their, their marketing tactics and what they're doing. But it's not any more outlandish than what he himself is doing. So I don't think it was any real beef, technically. It I think just- it was just... It was was him poking fun. It was him doing what he always does. It was no different than an Ill Mind 4, there's a poster of Lil Wayne up on the wall, and he's talking about, this is who you guys look up to, and it's like, it's not that he has anything against Lil Wayne. Yeah.
0: That was five that he did that. I said that. You said four. I said five. Ah. You said four. I said five. You said four.
1: I said five. I said that's like an Ill Mind 5 when Lil Wayne's poster is on the wall. Being as an
2: outside person who doesn't, like... I think he's good, but I don't listen to him that often. Like, an outside person who would just randomly hear his shit, to be honest. I just thought he was, like, some pissed off dude. And that's why I wouldn't put on his shit that much. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, why are you hating on Tyler? Tyler never did anything to anybody. Like, I thought
3: he was just trying to get hype. Yeah.
2: But no, at the Just time. his persona. <laughs> but at the same like time, because I didn't know his background. I was just too into my shit. So, I didn't even know him. So, that's why... I would hear that and just be like damn dude why are you so shut mad up. why yeah. are you so Eminem about shit just shut the fuck up <laughs> Oh is that a thing why are you so Eminem? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know I just I think for him to come as far as he have and to have made fucking um
0: But um before we before we leave that I don't no. necessarily think he was trying to start beef I think it was just the the point of he writes his own shit he's in here doing it all himself with funk volume so he's like, how can he eat a fucking cockroach and be praised for it when I'm here spitting the dopest shit you guys have ever heard? But I'm nowhere near him.
2: Like, it's a, it's a weird gamble of it almost. Like there are those artists who are good, who don't get the representation they need. And then there are the artists who aren't as good, who are blowing the fuck up. And it's kind of like, uh, oh, like, OK, like props to you, I guess. I think it's I think it's also just his anger with the industry, which he's rightful
1: to have. He's rightful to have, you know what I mean? I think he's come to a point where, you know, after funk volume and him separating and he's like, fuck them, fuck Damian Ritter, fuck like, fuck that. I'm not dealing with it anymore. Obviously, no one gives a fuck about me and him fucking forming undercover prodigy. I thought he was making amazing music coming out of Under oh Never yeah Prodigy. witch doctor was dope witch doctor was fucking dope he had a couple of other songs that had come out the as one well with dax i can't remember the name yeah. of it the one with dax was dope as well so
0: anyways. around
1: the same time that witch doctor came out there was also his song the purge that had come out Oh Which yeah, was yeah! So dope, and I love that song, and I just couldn't remember the name of it. I had to take a little segue to look up that name real quick. I just could. All I remember is fucking the dumbass Trump ass looking motherfucker in that video that gets like oh, kicked I re- in the chest. I remember
0: his face being over that thing that was like where they put the animal's
1: head. Right.
0: That's what I remember was that picture from the video.
1: But I thought, like, Witch Doctor, The Purge, I thought, and even Illmind9, I just thought he had a lot of really cool stuff coming out. And for him to then turn around, and I don't want it, and to just really take that position of, I'm trying to put shit out for the fans, but I've gone through so much lately. Like, it's just too much for me. I'm trying too hard. Why is no one respecting that? And being like, hey, I heard about this, and take the time you need, and I hope you're okay.
0: Yeah, like, that definitely ties into... Respect the artist as a person.
1: Right. And why aren't we giving people their flowers now, but also why why aren't we considering them just as people? Why?
0: Because, yeah. I mean, Hobson's obviously been through so much that we don't know about throughout the times from funk volume starting until now. Right. Like, I didn't know that about him and his girlfriend, about him and the baby coming and him having such a toxic relationship with her. I didn't know that till I heard, I don't want it. Right. I didn't hear about any of that. All I heard was that he went to jail for domestic violence and turned out it wasn't domestic violence. It was her being a bitch. She wanted him
1: out. It also tied into him getting like a partial ban from Australia and just not being able to see his son at the time. Yeah. And him like that's something that Illmind 9 kind of touches on and how no one really knew at the time. But it's like he's going through this entire custody battle where he's putting through so much paperwork and thousands and thousands of dollars just trying to get the country of Australia to let him in to see his son. That's so
2: extra. I
1: know. And to be honest, we have no idea what that relationship looked like. We have no idea if there was any form of domestic violence. We don't know. We genuinely don't. But the no, fact of we the matter know there is, was none. I
0: just... The, I'm, I'm taking Hobson's word. I'm sorry. I have to. Right. Because with her doing the thing she did
2: afterwards, I have to take Hobson's word right. on it because that's bullshit. That is the acts of kind of a crazy bitch.
1: Right. But what I'm saying is like, while I have no idea the validity of any standpoint, while I could say that it's toxic no matter what you say, he should still have the access to say, I deserve to see my child. I deserve to have this right to custody. I haven't done anything wrong for him to get banned from the entire country of Australia at the time for him to get like this restraining like he just he wasn't allowed over there there was so much speculation and rumor at the time but essentially what it tied down to was in my opinion no matter what was going on between them there should have been things in place Where he should have gotten his rights and the fact that for so long he was denied that and he didn't even get to meet his son till he was at least nine months, if not over a year old already because of how much fighting he had to do and how much back and forth. And don't get me wrong, he had known she was pregnant essentially from the jump. So that's how long he spent fighting.
0: And just to speak from it from a father's point of view. Bro, I w- oh my God. I could not imagine not seeing my son. For but
1: imagine long. also being in that same boat and fans expecting things from you. I- imagine being in the same yeah, position like and them expecting you to put out th- the podcast every week. Them expecting bro. you to turn around and being like, why aren't you recording? When do you have something coming out? When do you have something dropping?
0: I couldn't do it, bro. To be honest with you, like, fuck. Like, being able to sit here and watch him grow from, like, a little baby that all all he did was really sleep and ooh, to now he's fucking crawling around. He's not even nine months old yet. He's right. about to be nine
2: months old, but that's, f-
0: I... Mm.
2: I'm proof of that. MC turned down a high-paying job because he didn't want to miss his son's birth in the first three months, like... Boom, just like that. Yeah, I did do that. And so to take those standpoints and to
1: know that position and to know that he then faced so many outside pressures and people just didn't give a fuck. No one cared. No one cared about what he had going on. So why are you surprised when artists then are pushed to drug addiction or to severe drinking or when you see artists pushed to just retiring early and dropping off the face of the earth or when you see artists pushing to the point of like engaging in extreme illegal activity simply for the fact of they're tired of the responsibility they're tired of that shit being pushed on them they're tired of it leave them alone leave them alone
0: yeah and that i think that just gives us definitely back to giving flowers because we have to respect the fact of what they've done so far and you can't just drop off on them like that like you can't just oh you ain't push it out so i ain't gonna listen to you like, right. if that's the case, then we wouldn't listen to Kendrick's next album. When it comes out or if it comes out, he hasn't dropped anything, anything since 2017. Right. Maybe No, not 2018. 2017 or 2018. But the fact of the matter is, is he hasn't put anything out in a while. So are we just going to hate him for that? Or maybe something's going on. Maybe something's going on with TD. April 2017, April 2017 is one... Damn dropped. So we're in 2019 and we're in what about to be August.
1: Right. So it's like, are we just going to sit there and be like, oh, it's been almost two and a half years. We're done. We're not interested. You know more, bro.
2: No, that's that shit that MC was talking about earlier. How J. Cole will drop off for like a fucking year or so at a time because yeah. he's putting his all into what he's fucking doing. Like Kendrick's doing the exact same thing. He drops off because he's doing nothing but devoting his time to it. Like. Like, give the respect at the end of the day. Like,
0: that's what Hobson needs right now is we need to come together as not just a culture, but as fans for Hobson to be like, bro, we're here for you. Like, take the time you need. As soon as you drop something else, we're going to be here for you. Right. Take the time you need.
1: Like, I'm still subscribed. Can't wait to see that next song. Like,
0: everybody needs to do it. Everybody, listeners, if you are a fan of Hobson, drop a comment. Drop something that says, yo, we love you. Like, just do you. Get yourself together come back for us.
1: And also turn around and apply that to any artist you're a fan of right now. You know what I mean? We've been talking a lot personally about self-care and we're going to tie that more into the next episode. But... If you have a favorite random artist, maybe shoot them a DM, maybe drop under a random picture and be like, hey, I hope you're doing good and taking care of yourself. Love from your fans. You know what I mean? Because that never hurts to see. It never hurts to have someone just reach out and be like, I hope your life is going good. Like, I hope you're devoting time to yourself because the fact of the matter is is you have these artists who are doing their all, pushing everything out that they possibly can, and they don't have a single person reaching out to them. And I know it may seem like, oh, I'm not their friend. Like, they don't even know me that still can make a difference. You still can turn around and be that voice. that's like, hey, we still do support you. You can be that voice that says, hey, you're doing good right now and you're on the peak, but when you might hit that valley, I'm still here and I hope everything's good in your life. You know what I mean? It never hurts to remind an artist that you're genuinely there for them rather than just commenting some fucking emojis on what they just recently dropped. Yeah,
0: for real. Because we, we need more not just self-love but outside love too. Because if you're going to appreciate the music now, appreciate it later as well. Even if it's 10 years down the road. like People are still uh, big upping Wu-Tang for fucking 32 Chambers. We're still big upping Jay-Z for Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. We're still big upping Wayne for Carter Two. Do that for these artists that not necessarily don't have a longevity. Because Hobson, he has the longevity. He has it. But obviously he's been going through shit that we don't know. So we need him to fix his self. We need the self-love like we were talking about. That's going to get more into the next episode. But we need you to be you, bro. We need you at 100% so we can hear ill mind to Hobson 10. So we can hear the ill mind continue until 20. I want to hear it until 20.
2: I want to hear that I'm doing better mind of Hobson.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Rather than the I don't want it, I want to hear that I'm back. I want to, you know what I mean. I want to hop his back. I want
0: to hop his back part two.
1: Exactly. And I think that's what he rightfully deserves. And I think to give him that support, I think to give any artist that support is so important right now. Like it's what they need. It's what every person needs.
0: Expression is crazy consumption in music. Yeah. Because there's a lot of songs that, there's a lot of albums. I'm not even going to say songs, but albums. You can't just sit here and listen to one or two times over and be like, oh, yeah, it was trash. No, you obviously didn't fucking hear everything.
1: Right. If you listen to it one time and then you just jump into that next album you heard or you just pop on the radio real quick to hear the next Top 20 Billboard, you obviously aren't really consuming music like an artist wants you to. And I think this ties into, in our last episode, we were talking about Revenge of the Dreamers 3 possibly having the capability of being a classic in the future. MC genuinely thinks it does. But it's one of those things where we turn around, have I seen anything about it on social media? Have I seen anything about it on any, like, Important interviews or anything of that sort? No. Nope. And it ties into the fact that MC and I were just talking about this. All the four of us were just talking about this right before this started. Is J. Cole ever going to get the flowers he deserves? Is someone like Wayne ever going to get the flowers he deserves? Are these people so. ever going to be able to turn around and say, Yes, I genuinely feel accomplished? Is someone like T. Payne, who went through a bout of depression and said, I don't even feel like I'm doing anything worthy anymore, like I, I don't even feel good about myself, is he going to be able to turn around and say, Hey, I finally feel good. I feel like I finally got the respect I deserve. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I completely understand that because I feel like like T Pain, he deserves that respect. He changed music. Hobson has changed the way you can become not just a rapper, but own a label, be yeah. an amazing artist, be world renowned because he's doing shows overseas. Yep. Because he's doing those things, so he deserves that respect as well. Because I don't, I think without a Hobson, there wouldn't be a Vince Staples. Because Vince Staples isn't really? that popping. You got to think about Cassie Vegas. Cassie Vegas isn't that popping, but he's doing shows overseas. Go back to St. John. He's doing shows overseas. Without, without a Hobson, I don't feel like there would be a lot of rappers, honestly, right now. Because they wouldn't have that gimmick to go off of when we're not in a gimmick world.
1: I agree. And I think that also ties off of us talking about Tyler, the creator, really also forming that his own genre of that. Like, I don't care. I do what I want. It's shock value. It's a lot like it's really crazy. And I think Hobson ties into that same sort of category of, you know, these are artists that have this longevity who have been around for a good chunk of time now but may not get the recognition they deserve. And even when Tyler hit Billboard with Igor and hit number one, DJ Khaled turned around and was like, I don't understand why I listen to music that's meant to be listened to. And it's like, you know, even if you aren't the audience for these artists, even if you aren't someone who listens to Tyler or listens to Hobson, you have to understand the genre they created. You have to understand the pathways they have paved and what they have led to in the genre of, I won't even call it like an alternative hip hop, but I would call it
2: more of like a the controversial hip-hop.
1: Oh yeah, most
0: definitely.
2: I think it's unfortunate how these certain artists have skipped that era of dating back to depend, depending on how old you are. When you used to buy a CD and you'd listen to it the first time and be like, oh, man, this is shit. I'm not going to listen to it again. Shelf it for like a year. Go back to it. And then be able to listen to it again because it wasn't that fast-paced consumerism of music. You'd be able to go back and listen to a song and be like, "Oh shit, that's touching me a little bit more because I'm listening to it again." Like, it's or you might be
1: going through something different at that point, or you might relate more to an exactly. artist who is part of that genre. Channel
0: Orange. <sighs> yeah.
1: I think anyone can go back to that. Consi- I think that will. I think that will be a classic.
0: Oh
3: yeah, definitely.
0: Nostalgic. Yeah. No no no. The oh. album. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Dookie J know what I'm talking about. Nostalgic was the mixtape before Channel Orange. That's the song he had that uh <laughs> I believe in Heaven. You make I believe me so in mad. I, I thought you
1: were asking if it makes me feel nostalgic, and uh, I was like, Yeah, bro, it really yeah. fucking does. Like, nostalgic yeah. makes me feel nostalgic. I think that nostalgic. was thinking about how I'm about to take a dab right now, like, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um <coughs> Uh, I just want to end the end the Hobson topic. Well, we love you, Hobson. I don't know if you're ever going to hear this, but if you ever do get to hear this, man, we love you. We hope you're doing fine. We hope you're doing well. Um, give the flowers while, they, while they're here. Give them the props while they're here. Respect what they do while they're here. Don't wait till they're gone. Don't wait until their run in hip-hop is over. We love you, bro. This is our flowers.
1: Yeah, this is our flowers, and we... Also extend that out to every artist who may feel in that funk right now, who doesn't feel they're getting the support they deserve. Even if we don't follow you, even if we're not interested in you, even if we don't bump you, even if we don't talk about you, you as an artist deserve that respectability to say, hey, I'm not okay right now. I need support or to just turn around and be like, in general, you deserve support. You deserve love. You are valid as an artist, no matter what you're putting out or no matter what you're not putting out Hobson. If you choose not to put anything out for the next two years, if you're taking this break from music, you are still an artist. That doesn't, it doesn't change anything. Like you are still who you are that we love. Exactly. And, and that goes out to anybody who is feeling that way, who says I might be taking a break or who says, you know, I don't think I can do this anymore. Who's been in a funk or who's had a block. Like, you are still an artist you are still valid in your shit and i hope i hope shit turns around for you
0: yeah and um so we love you bro but um i guess that brings me on to my next thing is that uh j cole will never be appreciated until he's dead that's my bold statement too
1: do you think that ties into what's happened with nipsey as well
0: I think that's a big piece of it because it made me realize that Nipsey was doing amazing things that nobody was talking about. And maybe J. Cole wasn't, isn't on the magnitude of Nipsey, but as an artist, he's got, what, two, three albums with no features that are fucking platinum. Right. Name another artist that's has done no it. Platinum,
2: no features.
0: Name another artist that has done it.
2: He's one of those artists where even if you're not like... When you listen to hip-hop, even if you're not big about him, you know one of his songs, Wet Dreams, you know, all that. He's got one that hits you.
0: Yeah, that you've at least heard. I would tie it back to, uh, what's that damn song by him? Work Out. Work Out for me, Work Out for me. We got a good thing. Everybody knows that song. Right. And regardless if that's the only song you know by him, you still know him.
1: Right, or even the different things that he's been a part of, like we were talking about with Revenge of the Dreamers 3. He
0: put on so many artists. What, 100
1: plus or so? 100
0: plus artists, that's not even counting producers, engineers, or the studio that he fucking rented out for seven days. And Earthgang may have already had their buzz going, but I think Jid and Earthgang were definitely, definitely the highlights of Revenge of the Dreamers 3, out of anybody. They had to be in Boz.
1: But regardless, you're talking about people who got paid, who got studio time, who worked with Cole, who also got to just enjoy the experience, who are getting put on by him. You know what I mean? He is putting forth so much effort. And if you hear anything that's from him or that's by him, like you've heard something no matter what. And to be on top of so many artists and to be sponsoring so many different things going on in the industry that you might not have any idea about, that's just a big deal.
0: Yeah. It really is. And that's why I just don't think he's going to get the, apprecii- the appreciation he deserves until he's dead. Like, we're going to all look back and be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He did this. He did that. Yada Yada's doing it now.
3: Now, is he not getting that appreciation because he's not hip-pop? I
0: because would- I,
3: cause I'll bump J. Cole when I'm cruising, chilling, like, on my own kind what of thing. But if I'm cruising with the homies, we're going out doing some shit, I'm not bumping J. Cole. Because it's just not, you know shit to bump at but the if time. you're
1: also talking about just mass media how often are you seeing him pop up on your timeline oh, yeah, nah. how often are you seeing his new album shit promoted he's doing. to you
0: nah and what the homies Dude, what really? do you mean what you mean what do you mean
1: <laughs> oh what damn mean? because i'm i'm saying i
0: mean MCs come on are, like, are we not homie not, not even that bro but whenever you get in a car and you like going to a party or something i'm sorry but i want to hear first things first rest in peace uncle phil
2: how many For times, real. For real. How many times do you roll up to my house and bumping that fucking album of his? That that last one he dropped? Oh, KOD? K- Dude, loud this as right shit. A quarter okay, break my break. white I neighbors right, coming yeah. out to be like, oh my God, what's happening right now? <laughs> Are they selling drugs
0: over there?
2: <laughs> uh, yes.
0: I still think the neighbors think I'm selling dope. Selling yeah. Dope. yeah. Um, but we love you too, Cole, bro, man. I hope I hope you honestly get the recognition you deserve in the near future because I think it's bullshit that you don't get it right now. And I would like to add, if I ever get to interview J. Cole, oh, my fucking God.
2: Fangirl scream.
1: I, I, I genuinely think breaks. you'd have a couple shaky moments before it even started, and then you're like,
0: <sighs> Yeah, dude, I would deep deep breath, definitely. I would be like, bro, breath, I have to MC. talk to you beforehand. Like, I can't just do an interview with you. <laughs> I would freak the fuck out. Take
2: a Xanax, bro. Like, calm down. <laughs> No, he's he's already shaking. He's already like, oh, the thought of it. He's already freaking out. I see him sweating. (laughs) (laughs) No, but
1: again, just giving flowers to him, and I hope he is appreciated in this time. And in any time, you know, I think he's going to have the longevity as an artist where we are going to see him around in another 10, 15 years if people will give him the respect he deserves.
3: Most definitely. But I feel like there's some artists that are appreciated, but they just don't get the hype. Could you name one? I want to say Gang Do you think I that happened like because of like his death though? Possibly. But I didn't find out about him until his death.
0: I'll give but, you that one.
3: You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't I didn't know until someone posted some shit about it. I started listening to the song and I was like, "Oh fuck, like I I fuck with this heavy." And then I went into his whole discography and I was like, "Damn, this fool's fucking legit." But I, feel I didn't hear shit until he died.
1: I feel the same way about Jimmy Wapo as a matter of fact yes. I didn't start listening oh, yeah. to it until until yes. his death okay yeah so i i think he's a phenomenal artist but i think that kind of ties back into our idea of why aren't we hearing about these artists before why aren't they getting kind of promoted more and getting exemplified more and getting appreciated more in that kind of long run because their are true base fans like you said appreciate them but they don't get the hype they deserve in an overall type of sense so you have diehard fans so when when those people died you had diehard fans who then popped up on your timeline like I can't fucking believe this I've been listening to you since eighth grade like and then you turn around and you're like oh hey this is interesting who is this person And you listen to them and it's like wait if they had gotten the hype they deserved, though, rather than just appreciation from those diehard fans, maybe we would have been in a position to have appreciated them more before.
0: So I'm just going to say a few names then, right now. Montana 300. Yes. Low Dirt. Yes. Chief Keef.
1: Yes. Wale. Yes. 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 Which yeah. is so weird He's
2: been around for fucking ever It, it makes seems me like. mad that so many people Hate him and it's like why do you hate him I don't know He was on Waka Flocka's song like.
0: Look my No hands and no and I don't dance thank I'm with you. Roscoe, I'm with Flocko I think I deserve a chance You know that verse we love You, you know what song that is yeah. Yeah. We
2: rock you Wale um, I and
0: guess I would even say Pop my Sorry. Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Juicy right. J. Miguel. These are all names that I'm saying, and Pat you Project. know who they are. Okay, yeah. and another we weird don't know them. one.
1: Why was... Okay, so here's another weird tie-in to also death. I think it has anything to do with, like, a heavy oppression of musical integrity. And this is, like, a really deep topic to get into, but I think it has more to do with death. Let's also talk about something like jail. How many people knew gucci but as soon as gucci got out of jail yeah. it was like oh shit yeah. gucci's out of jail like it's happening lil wayne got out of jail and fucking dropped what fucking is it but it was one of his most popular selling ones to date up until that no, point card I think. three
0: was but the Carter four was one that he just got out of jail and it dropped and it still did fucking amazing
1: numbers. Exactly. So it's like you have anyone who comes from a point of death or incarceration or just being away from a long time, Free, Bobby. And, and all of a sudden it's like they're shooting to the top and it's like, well, maybe if you had appreciated them the before we wouldn't be in this position, not saying you can necessarily prevent the incarceration or deaths of some people. But again, you have artists who drop off. You have artists who succumb to addiction, who succumb come to alcoholism you have artists who you know cannot handle the pressures of the industry simply because they don't get the support they deserve
0: i'm gonna say this right now if you don't know no pad no pencil by gucci you are not a real gucci fan that might be a bold statement because i'm looking around and i don't think y'all know that song i'm not
3: a real gucci fan my bad
0: but if you don't know no pad no no pencil just instrumento that was back on his fucking mixtape days. He has more mixtapes than albums right now. That's that's not even me just saying that. That's a fact.
1: And, I, you know, we've never brought up Gucci before on the show, and I think eventually we might end up dedicating an episode to. to him because he is one of those artists who, again, doesn't get the flowers he deserves. But... I think it just so wholly ties into the conversation of just another artist who didn't get the flowers he deserves. He got out of jail. He became a viral sensation. But it's like, still, how many people That's are streaming his music or are buying his music or are actual fans? You know what I mean? You That's can get all, dick writing. Exactly. And you can jump on a bandwagon and you can get all like this, like quote support unquote in the world but it's like in actuality these are artists that need your actual time they need your streams and I'm not even necessarily saying your money but it ties back into let them know you support them shoot them that quick message you know what I mean there are so many things you can do to support an artist that isn't just being like oh you just got out of jail and you've lost a lot of weight or oh my god this person just died I can't believe that like and that's not saying that it's on individuals because I don't think it's on individuals to like seek out people who are good artists who might die or might have something happen to them. That's such a crazy statement to make. But I think it, it ties into a higher level of social responsibility from record labels, from even artists themselves, from people who need to reach out, from people who need to be promoted more, from people who are in promotions and marketing. You know, it ties into we all kind of have this responsibility to ensure that an artist is appreciated in the way they deserve. And that ties into what every single person in their cabinet needs to be doing for them.
0: And I think it ties into a podcast just like us. We're not that big, but there might be somebody that listens. Right. Ill addicts, we fuck with you.
1: We fuck with you. We can't wait you. to do an
0: interview with you. You guys are making dope-ass music. Don't stop. But if you fuck with an artist, fuck with them. Don't halfway do it. Yeah. Don't halfway do nothing. Because these are things that you're going to regret later buy on. Buy
3: their fucking albums. Don't just stream it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a big thing I'm on. Right. I buy albums. If I fuck with you, I'm buying the album. Mm-hmm.
2: Something that's different than it's back in the day, you know, you can directly message you can dm these artists and they are literally going to get it y'all couldn't do that back in the day you can literally talk to these people like let them know you appreciate them they're gonna hear it they are literally gonna hear it
0: yeah i mean even if it gets lost in the dms at least it's there exactly that's what matters at the end of the day
1: and i think it's so important to acknowledge the effort that those artists put through And how much they do, not only for their fans, but for themselves. Because at the end of the day, that's all they can do. You know what I mean? I don't know any artist who, at the end of the day, isn't doing it for themselves in some manner. Just to say, like, I need to put out artistic integrity. You know what I mean? So they just deserve support in that. And to say that you can take a break when you need to. You can come back when you need to. You can take extra time between albums. You can pump shit out fast as shit. Like, you could do anything you want. There are plenty of artists who have now broken into, like, acting or different resources revenue of like businesses. Jay-Z is a perfect example. He's broken into almost every single type of business revenue in the current market that we have going right now, at least for like large projected revenues. You know what I mean? He's into art. He's into museum work. He's into streaming services. He's into actual business accounting and management. He has a legal team. Like there's so much that goes into his business persona. So I think when we talk about that, It's just there are so many things that artists do for themselves and to really get themselves to that level of recognition. And and, and people don't recognize that. People don't pay attention and say, we see you and you are awesome. You know what I mean? And that's just, it's so shitty.
0: I completely understand that because like Montana, I'm going to tie this back to him because he's a dope fucking artist.
2: We are not talking about French Montana here. No,
0: Montana of 300. Hell yeah. Is who we are talking about. And he deserves the flowers that he should receive right now. Even if you're not into him, you can't deny the fact that he's pouring blood, sweat, tears into his music.
2: Oh my God. The lyricism that man has. Like, there is not one song he puts out where I don't have to pause it and kind of think about what he says. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, (laughs) that. Oh shit, that was good. And then I get to start playing like he's that good. Like. It feels like revealing too much to keep tying back
1: and being like, we need to do an episode on this artist or we are planning to do one. But Montana of 300 is one of those artists that if you haven't heard him, you really need to. We do plan on doing an episode on him simply because he is one of those artists that comes out of a relatively unknown area to be in a rapper that comes out of fucking Illinois and to have fun fucking fge which is fly guy entertainment to have going on what he does to be on so many ciphers and entertainment and to be relatively local still even on the skill that he is is almost unbelievable to me because he's a phenomenal artist he really is and he deserves that recognition and i mean honestly it's crazy to me that he's still seen as such a mid-tier rapper because i've listened to him for a few years now i listened to him I think I'm I want I mean I discovered him kind of randomly one of my brothers was listening to him but at the same time it was an accident because he was popping up in like random features or like we listened to ciphers of FGE like part four or something like that and it just came up while we were listening to all of our other music and to have it pop up and to really listen to it and to be like wow this is something i really dig but i've never seen it before why have i never seen this promoted why have i never seen this put on why because he does it all himself a lot of artists in fly guys entertainment do it all themselves and i think it's ridiculous that they don't get that recognition when it's so wholly deserved
0: yeah most definitely this is just flowers because we're just talking so about appreciating
1: artists. artists that we like right now yeah
0: and we are Hell off yeah. on a tangent for a while, but it's a good tangent.
1: It was dope. It, it was really nice is. Because I like that every single episode we do like to tie it back to if you don't give flowers, you are gonna lose artists. And it's so much more than losing artists, you're gonna lose literal people. How many people have we lost just from the the simple fact
2: of they are not listened to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if you maybe haven't heard of these artists, they're worth looking up. They really are. Like the bars, the music, the anything. Like they're worth giving the listen to, the the stream to.
0: Yeah. Even if you're not going to go out and straight buy their album, at least go listen to them. Give them a chance.
1: Because otherwise, you know, we are not going to have the same level of media and consumerism that we have for the last few decades. And. You know, now that we have drifted in such a age of instant gratification and, you know, I need album after album, after mixtape, after EP (coughs) to turn around and support artists and to say, you know, no matter what, we still support you in your longevity. That's what will keep the industry going.
0: Longevity. Creators, artists, anybody listening. Longevity is what you want. That's why we don't sit here and put all the bullshit that's on your timeline on this podcast.
1: Exactly. We're not interested in that.
0: I don't care what Blueface is doing. I don't (laughs) care who comethazine is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't care about these people.
1: When we talk about the Freshman Cypher next week, we will not be bringing them up.
0: (laughs) I talk about these things because I'm here for longevity. If you fuck with us, fuck with us.
2: I would talk about my dick. But man, that should be a long story.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> I love that that was a Wayne. Oh, no. That was a Wayne quote.
1: <laughs> if that's what oh, we are gonna be ending it on, I guess.
0: Oh, we got favorite Wayne
1: quote? Uh, no. <laughs> Is that
3: what that
0: we're gonna end it on?
1: No one. I just easily. thought it was gonna be the quote
2: from that song, Pussy but it's juicy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pussy Monster? No, no. <laughs> 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 time to shave that pussy is little fur. I ain't got no worries. Ah, yeah. Don't yeah. She, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. I fucking hate you guys.
2: <laughs> that song in general <laughs> worth quoting.
0: Dude I fucking I found that uh, um, Jesse showed me that song for the first time ever. I hadn't the, even heard that song yet. That, I'm
2: so mad. That song is them doing shrooms in Vegas and it's worth Making you, you the listener doing shrooms in Vegas, go do it. (laughs)
1: Shrooms are fun
2: <laughs> it's worth it <laughs> the catch us in 10 episodes uh, from now doing yeah.
1: shrooms in Vegas don't oh, hold geez. me on
3: location
1: <laughs> on location <laughs> <laughs> this week on the podcast oh, no. <laughs> but again I think we're just ending it on giving artists the support and flowers they deserve and if you don't we are going to lose artists we are going to lose people you're going to lose friends you're going to lose family you're going to lose people that you care about no matter if you know them no matter if they're in outer circles no matter if they're in media and Hollywood and things of that sort if you do Do not give the support that people deserve and the recognition. You know, we live in an age where we're so uncaring and so callous towards others and even towards ourselves sometimes. So it's so important to, you know, continue touching back on, give people their flowers, keep touching on things. It's important for us to then turn around and say, we appreciate all you listeners. We appreciate every person who then turns around and listens to this and recognize the listeners in the same way they recognize us by giving us those streams and views. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, man. We appreciate all you guys listening. If you got this far, we love you. If you didn't get this far, you didn't hear this.
1: Right? And that is a loss on your end because our rambling is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, if you're new. No, no, not that. No, if you're Um, new, go back. The F, baby, the F is phenomenal. Go back. Listen to the other ones. Yeah, go
0: listen to episode one through fucking six at this point. Go listen to all of man. We appreciate everybody that's gonna listen. I, I, got, I got like one
3: last thing to say.
0: Let me hear it.
1: Go Let ahead, me Dookie, hear it, Dookie J.
3: Buy the fucking albums, listen to their shit, bump their shit. If you're fucking tired of bumping the same old shit and you're waiting for them to drop something else, give a fucking similar artist a listen. Like give them a fucking chance. Like don't just keep hounding the same fucking people yeah. for, for the same old shit. I like, like that. Fucking be open-minded.
1: Check out your suggested yeah, artists. Yeah, Check fucking, out something that yeah. randomly pops up for you. Look at your local artists that are in the same genre. I feel that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: Appreciate that.
1: man. Well, we
0: love you guys, man. It's Sunday. So... Well, shit, Sunday,
1: Sunday, Sunday, yeah, so shit, we Sunday We record this earlier but, but it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday Sunday, Sunday, Sunday Thank you Dookie J for being here <laughs> Yeah dude, yeah, thanks appreciate bro it. Appreciate it guys good we Can't times. wait to have you again I'm sure you no, I should be don't know
3: about all that don't, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, he, he said, no, I
1: don't know about this This might have been too wild Goodbye <laughs> He's
0: all, y'all, y'all keep right, me up too say, late I'm old
3: from the tailbone to the belly button. <laughs> that
1: makes me so bad. But thank you again, listeners. I hope you have a good night, good day, no matter how you're listening to this. And I guess we are signing off from the four of us today rather than yeah. the three. Yeah.
0: So we're going to end it today with a Running Back by Wale and J. Cole. We're going to talk about songs that didn't get the recognition they deserve. This is a song that didn't get the rec- recognition it deserved.
1: From two artists that we just mentioned. So here you go.
0: She
3: told me to hit the hook. I used to play running back. You niggas be fumbling. Yeah. Don't you give them no gun again. These bitches be flying out, chill. Yeah. Cause money be coming there. Say the money be coming there. The money be coming
4: there.
3: The money be coming there. The money be coming now. Yeah. See you niggas just run your mouth.
4: My, yeah. my nigga, we run the shit
5: yeah.
4: The money be coming now. Yeah. The money be coming now. These bitches want money stacks. Me, I want a hundred stacks. These bitches selling they soul, Well, I want my money back. She bouncing like trumpet jack, but she got a funny ass. Look what them booty has done to that. That bitch
5: need her money back.